Again, just want to let you know this episode is going to be a little bit different, as you may uh, have known. We planned to put out a quick snippet that we recorded last week. We went live during that one, as well as uh, this one. Um, but I got a new job, and kind of congrats on the new job, pal. And Conover is as busy as always, um, and did not get a chance to edit that and put that out. So, we decided, why not just do another half uh, episode and put them together, and you get a mega episode. There we go. A mega episode. So, without further ado, here is the 20th episode of the All Really Podcast. We made it. ARP20. Alright, welcome back all really people, how's it going? I'm your host Lutch, as always, and with me is my trusty right hand man, Andy Hands. What's going on, Konova? What's good, what's good? Cheers, bro. Yes, cheers, clanky clank. First time we're uh, doing a one-on-one in a little while. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oddly enough, you had, you know, texted me earlier and said... Hey, you're trying to record tonight, and I texted you back, and I was like, you know what, dude, it's funny you should say that, because I was going to ask you the same thing. I don't know, I'm just in a in a podcasting type of mood today. Well, that's convenient. Ain't that fucking <laughs> sweet. Why <laughs> not, why not. So, um, yeah, a lot has gone on since we've had the opportunity to talk without anybody uh, present. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's just go back to, uh, I guess, um, our conversation with Dr. Feldman. Yeah, that was some shit. Uh, I actually was listening to that episode today. Uh, I didn't get all the way through it, um, admittedly. I listened to uh, 19 first, but I was listening to that shit, man, and I was just like, yo, this is fucking good. I don't care what anybody says. I know we can be a little uh, cynical about our viewer number or listener numbers but i mean dude i don't i don't care like li- listening to that that made that shit so worth it i was like this is a fucking good conversation i don't care if anybody's listening or not but i'd love if they would yeah it would be nice if they <laughs> yeah, listen, but nice. even if not yeah that's kind of been our like we were talking to um kraf from Brochill mm-hmm. about uh his numbers and stuff and or i guess he was talking to us about it numbers and stuff, and yeah, we're like he's a little more on top of the the analytics and stuff. We just fucking do what we do. I mean, yeah. like I pay attention to the numbers, kind of, um, you know, number of followers and stuff. But I don't check how many views we have on YouTube for mm. each episode. I don't know that I've even ever opened iTunes except to check that the episodes are posting there. Um. They are because uh, <laughs> they do come up on my podcast, or yeah, on my podcast app on my iPad, and it's nice to get the little notification. Oh, it really has posted a new episode, and it's just like, hey, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like in terms of how many listeners, how many downloads, how many YouTube views, um, you know, I, 
maybe it, maybe it's just because I kind of know that it's not going to be where I want it to be. Um, so all that would happen would be that I, I just look and it's lower than I want it to be. Yeah, and I mean, I we could get down by doing that. Exactly, you know? exactly. Like, but that's like, I, I won't even tell you the number, but when I saw the number on, I think it was 18... I was just like, okay, that all right, I'll take that. On iTunes? Uh, right. YouTube, actually. Um, what was it? it did you want to know? Yeah. yeah, it was, I was the eighth view. Okay. On 18. So, yeah, yeah, that was my reaction. I was just like, okay, all right, I mean. Because that's one platform out of three. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, that's probably the, I mean, I'm really glad that we did that, uh, go on to YouTube, because it is the easiest, oh, absolutely. easiest way to, to, to listen. Um. Uh, I mean, iTunes is probably easier in terms of, like, if you're in the car or whatever. And you're, like, hardcore about your Apple shit, and it's, like, you know, Apple podcast, or, you know. Well, there you go. If you're already already into podcasts and stuff, then iTunes is definitely the easiest because it's just, it's right there. You got your feed for all the guys you listen to or all the girls you listen to already, and it's just, everything's right there. Automatic uh, downloads, because I have mine to automatically download us, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr. And Sam Harris. So, like, those people that are really hardcore about their iPhones and shit might see somebody they like pop up and it's just like, oh, we're a new episode, click play. So, right. if we get on one of those person's phones, well, all they got to do is click play. Right. So. And the other, but I think in terms of people checking us out for the first time, uh, it's easier to just click a YouTube link. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That's actually what I did for, um, Possibly an upcoming guest. We haven't talked about it too much, but that's what I was talking, or that's what I sent to James was our YouTube actually, because it's just more accessible. And I know he doesn't have an iPhone or any, any iOS device. I don't think so. It was just easier that way. Just send him the YouTube link yeah. on Facebook, you know. So it was much easier that and way. And the same thing. You subscribe, you get it, mm-hmm. and you get it from anywhere. You can download. Uh, YouTube videos into audio form if you so choose. So it's really nice yeah, to get out there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new platforms and such, a uh, little announcement that I'm happy to make. Uh, we alluded to it in earlier episodes, but uh, we are now officially live with our Amazon Associates page. Bam! So if you go to allreally.com slash Amazon. What's that again? It's allreally.com slash Amazon. Word. <laughs> That's allreally.com slash Amazon. So yeah, uh, you can go there and we have a bunch of stuff that we use in a uh, number of different categories mm-hmm. that you can buy from Amazon for the exact price that it would be on Amazon, but we get a commission from it. So, and a uh, lot of the podcast dudes that we listen to do that, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, why the hell not? Let's fucking do it. Let's try to do it. Yeah, I mean, the the beauty of podcasting from a listener standpoint is the fact that it's free and accessible. So, I don't necessarily, um, I we don't necessarily spend a lot of time talking about Patreon, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. um, which is something we gotta finally fucking. I mean, really yeah, it would on. be nice, you know, it would be nice if some more people were Patreons, if mm-hmm. they, you know, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and donate per post uh, a little bit instead of, um, 
or you could, you know, donate a bunch at once if you want. But again, uh, we realize people have expenses. We're fucking broke. I'm not donating to any podcast, so I can't really sit here and, and say that not you trying should to throw be... shade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, this is a good way that uh you can you can help us out mm-hmm. and it uh, it doesn't cost you any extra money yeah it's the same I mean, exact thing you'd be spending anyway so and it's not just like toys and luxuries and stuff there's a whole uh section of household items where like for instance i pretty much stopped buying paper towels because mm. i figured out that uh well i mean you know paper towels are expensive and <laughs> we used to uh i started buying napkins and like in in higher quantities than than uh just buying a big ass thing of of paper towels and try to save the paper towels for like a bigger mess and um then i just you know, i just decided it's probably better to just get a good quality napkin or a package of napkins and then not even have to worry about it cuz what's the fuck what the fuck is the difference between a napkin and a paper yeah. towel yeah and so you can go right to com slash Amazon and <laughs> click on the household items and uh, different size packages of bounty napkins are right there. You can get them delivered right to your door and you can s- save money by using those instead of buying uh, paper towels, either expensive bounty paper towels. The quilted quicker picker-upper. Or... or uh, <laughs> cheaper paper towels and having to use 7,000 sheets on mm. one little thing. It, it, it it's just little things like that. Uh, electronics, um, you know, the mission belt that I fucking love that thing, dude. Um, if you don't know what that is, go check it out. Yep. Not telling you, <laughs> <laughs> but life changer. Yeah, life, dude. Life changer. Yeah, dude. I bought my dad his. Uh, I bought one for his birthday in September, and he liked it so much, I got him a second one for Christmas. Yeah, my so. uh, Christopher is actually jealous that I got one for Ryan for Christmas and didn't get mm. him one for Christmas. In retrospect, I probably should have just gotten like the three or four pack, whatever they had. And Ryan was telling me like he loves it, uses it every day for work, and. I'm not using mine for work just because it's a fresh-ass buckle and I'm not trying to fuck up the buckle, Um, but I definitely probably will get one specifically for work, like one of the more rugged ones, one of the more, you know, I guess maybe streamlined buckles, I guess the word would be, a little little lower profile than the one I have now. (coughs) May the Lord have mercy on your soul, and mine too. So, anyway, go uh, to com slash Amazon. Check out what we've got. Um, we've been working on it for a little while. Uh, we've reviewed everything that we put up there. Everything that we put up there we use, have used, use exclusively sometimes. Um, mm. So we're not just peddling shit. You can trust that if it's on there, uh, we use it and endorse it. Tried and, and true, baby. And, um, we will be, like, there's a decent amount of things, uh, some categories have, uh, only one or two items right now, but we will constantly be adding new things, so... Yeah, as soon as we're done recording, I'm hopping right on that and adding yeah, some shit, and so. every time we think of something, every time we get a new thing, we're gonna throw it right on up there, and, uh, you'll be able to check out whatever, whatever it is, and it's always gonna be updated, and yeah, so that'll help us out and yeah. help you out too. Yep. Because you know, we know it's good. I mean, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
So, reviews speak for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, as we were saying, the yeah, we've had a lot of interesting conversations. Um, and I mainly wanted to do this because we definitely needed to reflect. Uh, mm-hmm. And not only that, but the inauguration. I'm hoping this will be out before the inauguration. Maybe not. No promises. Um, but the inauguration is in two days. So that is going to be a whole, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Born's going to be coming back to talk about that. Uh, word. And so there's going to be a lot going on. So, you know, this is just a little check-in, just a little uh, reflection, what have you. Um, Speaking of the inauguration. Yes. And Trump more specifically. I heard today, you may have already heard about it. And if not, you're going to shit. There is now a dating website for Trump supporters. Yes. <laughs> I saw the link Dude. that somebody posted it. And I mean, listen, I get it. I get it. You're looking for somebody to connect with who's like Equally as deplorable as you are. No. <laughs> <laughs> who's like-minded and everything. Like, it's no different than J-Date, Christian Mingle, and ones like that. Farmersonly.com. That... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a bad idea. Right. I Like I said, I get it, but it's just, uh, I guess it's unfortunate that something um, like politics can threaten your chance at true love. And, like, that, that's, I don't like that. Because right off the bat, you're excluding people. Somebody might not align with your political ideals, but you still may fall in love with that person. Yeah, I don't, yeah, but I don't think the site is stopping you from doing that. It's just, if you're so trumped up mm. that you want to have, you want to find somebody else who's equally as trumped up, but, it's a good way to, to bring people together on that, uh, on that point. See, but that's where I say... Then, if you're on the Trump dating site, you're only close-minded, close-minded enough to look for only Trump supporters anyway, so Yeah, it's... but wouldn't you be doing that anyway without the site? If you're on the site, assumingly you would be looking for that and other people just out in the world, but you just have a harder time. Yeah. A, because you don't necessarily want to be as open about the fact that you support Trump. And B, other people may not be open about the fact that they supported Trump. So you may not know that... And I mean, Don't I be certainly a bitch fucking own that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know? I see where you're coming from. I I understand that, like, especially from the outside, it seems kind of ridiculous that you would want to base your your romance on something like that. Right, right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I I don't know because I've had girlfriends that are much more conservative than me, but, I mean, it has never gotten in the way of our relationship, as I sit here saying that single as a motherfucker. (laughs) But, I mean, (laughs) but there was definitely never a girlfriend that it was like, oh, goodness, we don't agree politically, or even anything, like, politics aside, like, something else... Well, I mean, like there you said, it's just like there's J date, there's Christian mingle, mm-hmm. like, right? So that's why I can't really, I it's not, and that's yeah. why I can't really hate on it, yeah. Because like that's what I'm saying. I, think I it's get funny. it. I think it's just it is. Hilarious. It's fucking hysterical because absolutely. it's such a meme of the times. Yes. Like, yes. Not, absolutely. Not like an Instagram meme, but a meme in the other sense of the word, the more practical, like real world sense mm-hmm. of the word. 
that yeah, it's just a it's just a statement of the world we live in now. The climate. That, that's a whole fucking there thing. There's something else that I heard today about Trump, and they were because it came up because of the dating site. Hopefully, it comes to me because it's another one that I wanted to be like, dude, did you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, it comes to me while we're talking. But uh, we'll we'll come come get to it when I f- remember it. Yeah, there we go. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, this week a lot of the uh, cabinet hearings are going on. Uh, Jeff Sessions is already gone. That fucking old fuck. Mm. Betsy DeVoe was uh, either superstar yesterday. baby. <laughs> superstar. Either, was it yesterday or the past two days or two days ago? Something like that. Uh, uh, we just saw, or no, I just saw Jeff Scott Pruitt. Somebody, I don't know, the EPA dude. Scott, I think it is Scott Bro. Yeah. I think you're right. And then we were watching just before we started this, the hearing for the uh, Health and Human Services person. If it sounds like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, it's because I don't. If you read right my you. <laughs> if right you read my you. last blog post, it was called Inauguration Vacation, and basically said that this whole uh, presidential race was a fucking headache and a half, mm-hmm. and we have Trump. As the winner, and there was not much else to do between the election and now, and so I just have not been paying attention. But I'm in the midst right now of writing, I guess, my return blog post, <laughs> uh, saying that, you know, the vacation time is up. We've got to get back into it, figure out what the fuck is good, um, and prepare ourselves for what's to come. Because even with these hearings, there's not much you can do about it. It's not like you get a vote on it. Um, I mean, the Senate is going to vote to to confirm uh, these people, but um, there's really not. It's not like you have a vote like in the election. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more just a matter of paying attention, being aware of who is a threat uh, and what they like, just who they are, what they're all about, what's going to, and, and prepare yourself for what's going to happen. As I said before, and have said a couple times before since the uh, since the election, we are going to have a lot of work to do. Uh, as Bernie put it, the political revolution does not end with him. It only mm-hmm. began with him. Mm-hmm. And so, even though he wasn't the candidate, we still have his ideas and sentiment alive and well. And we have to keep that going. We have to keep vigilant and stay on top of things. So, it starts... Uh, for me, at least, it starts this week. I think a lot of the stuff that's gone on, you could have been paying attention, and you'd be a lot more informed than I am right now. But at the end of the day, I think it was in my best interest to just take a step back, and um, now I'm doing a little bit more homework to get caught up. But, you know, it's not like he they're not in office yet, so I felt like it was like, dude, just let me fucking chill. I don't want to think about this. That was the big problem of the past couple months. Like, nobody took any time to decompress after the election. Everybody just right away, and I say everybody, I mean the pe- the losers, the people who the were bitter and salty loser. and shit. Like, right away, man. And it was just like, yo, you got a couple months. Let's just wait to see what happens. People have made assumptions and are saying, oh, well, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and it, and it could, but at least wait till it actually does happen before you start bitching about it. I hate that. The preemptive bitch, I hate it. Can't stand it. And I mean, it's not like we're saying wait and see, like just sit with your hands folded Mm-mm. and don't. It just means that you don't need to be, like from your own perspective, you don't need to get yourself upset 
and yourself all enraged about shit uh, just because, you know, we have a president that you didn't want, that mm-hmm. we didn't want, that was is probably going to do a lot of shady shit. There's there's shit going on, but at the same time, we it's 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 not going to help to just be to just flip out about yeah, things. Yeah, and be all salty about shit. So we're saying just, you know, take a chill pill. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. I got it's a couple if you need them. I mean, shit. <laughs> fucking anxiety, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, even now as uh as we're we're getting down to the wire, like I still say you gotta you gotta be aware, but don't freak out because there's work to be done, and if you're not up to the task of being an informed. What's up, Tony? So we've just gone live, so uh, we might take some questions. But uh, yeah, I was saying that you don't need you don't need to be up in arms and upset yourself in order to be informed and to be taken seriously in the political discourse. And for that matter, you're probably better off not getting yourself all up in a in a tizzy. Yeah, just getting all worked <laughs> up and shit. Uh, I mean, you saw how the the immediate college protests. Mm-hmm. Uh, the not my president protest they were just brushed off it was bad news it didn't work it wasn't effective and if we keep doing things like that and just taking every little thing and trying to win the war in a single battle and just be like see trump is this and expect everybody's going to be on board with hating him and whatever mm-hmm. it's not going to work it's nah. not going to do anything no nah. it's just the time to wait and pay attention and try to just get a handle on what's going to happen and then when it happens, we'll be prepared for it, and we'll have a pl- a plan of action. We'll have a, a a set of ideas and ideals that we want to work towards. Yeah, and everything that, was so rash and yeah. just so like quick. Like everybody just snapped, and it was just like, whoa! Like not even a week later, it was hours, not yeah. even minutes yeah. after shit was made official. People were freaking out, you know. Like and it's just like like I said, take a minute, decompress, process the information formulate whatever plan you've got don't just go out and get a fucking tattoo that says not my fucking president like come on now man come on you are gonna be regretting that shit in eight years hopefully only four you dude i don't know how you don't regret that shit already (laughs) this is also true (laughs) it's the president you don't like that you just tattooed on your body i mean i guess it's probably because you can you can take the uh stand of not my fucking present. Yeah, goddamn right I got that on my body because he's not my fucking present. Like, you still have that yeah. in your pocket for now, but only for now. Like, only as long as he is in office do you have that card to throw. Like, that Trump yeah. card, dare I say. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> nice pun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got a couple questions here. What do Let's we got? see. Ray says, How Let's bad see. do you anticipate the inauguration to be? <sighs> I mean, I don't think the inauguration itself is going to be bad. I mean, what it, it's, it's a, lot, ju- it, yeah, it's a it's formality. Just a of, yeah, it's just know? a lot of pageantry. Um, so I think the boycotts and the protests of such will create a stir um, uh, surrounding the inauguration. But the inauguration <laughs> itself will just be as it always has been, just a formality, people shaking hands and kissing asses and all that shit. You know, same old, same old. Yeah. And then Tony says, we put too much towards our government when it's the American people that's the problem. Well, and, uh, and that yeah. you love the podcast video. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, thank you. 
I completely agree with you. I think that the government certainly has problems. The government certainly has uh, corruption and and just go down the list. There's a shit ton wrong with the government. Mm -hmm. But we as the people always have the potential to to come together and be more powerful than the establishment. It's the pro the problem is that they quote unquote they, the powers that be, who are mm. are very good at segmenting all of us. Whether it be by race, by income, by religion, by red state, blue state, by whatever. We're constantly fighting with each other, and then they're doing what they do anyway without us uh, uh, even being aware of it because we're so focused on each other, not realizing that we're all getting fucked over equally mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. the powers that be. So if we just try to realize that we have to stick together even though we have differing views, then we'll be better off than trying to prove that our view is better than somebody else's view. It doesn't fucking matter if somebody disagrees with you. I mean, yeah, that's a blanket statement. Yeah, there's times when you want to not correct somebody, but perhaps open somebody's mind or have a discussion, have a debate. But that's secondary to remaining unified against powers that will fuck all of us over, really. Yeah, yeah. Biggest fear for the upcoming four years, uh, just the unknown. Just the unknown. I have no idea. It yeah. could be. It could be nowhere near as bad as anybody made it seem. I have a specific fear. This whole Trump-Putin alliance thing. I'm kind of nervous that those two are gonna. I mean, we may have spoken about this before, candidly, but uh, I'm kind of frightened that those two are gonna just start sucking each other off, and they're gonna try to fucking take down North Korea, and that shit's gonna get ugly. That's probably my biggest specific fear for the next four years. I mean, um, you guys probably know I'm not so huge on, on foreign policy. I don't know as much as I would like to know. Uh, but honestly, like, the, those are such big, like, things. There's so many people involved in that that, like, it involves a whole system that I don't really see that as something that's necessarily immediately such an issue uh not that it's not something to be worried about but i don't see like the whole thing about the apocalypse and world war three and whatever whatever i don't necessarily think that we're that it's gonna get that bad i think that it's going to get bad i think that horrible legislation is going to be introduced mm -hmm. and stuff but mm -hmm. i don't see things getting that bad because of the smaller things and people people already are saying uh, uh, you know, voicing their regret for having voted for him because of him going back on a bunch of things he said already. Well, and not only that, I hope that people uh, can at least see, like, somebody like DeVoe, like, regardless of who you voted for, who you supported, or anything, I, I would hope that, like, Bourne, for example, I would hope that he can look at, like, an itemized list of her credentials or what have you. Or and lack thereof. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's exactly where I'm going with this. I would hope that a rational, grounded Trump supporter, as we like to call him, um, would see that, you know what, she probably isn't the best choice to be our fucking sec of ed, you know? Like, that's... Which isn't going to stop her from getting the position. No, it's not. But it's it, will not. Ha it will put... That's just people another like, piece of the puzzle. Right. It'll put people like him in the position to be willing to oppose uh, 
legislation or whatever, regardless of whether it's it's uh, you know regardless of party, mm-hmm. regardless of mm-hmm. identity politics, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's a that, that's a positive thing that's going to come out of of uh, this this presidency is that. You know the, this dichotomy of red and blue, left and right, Democrat and Republican. It's not going to work. I think there's a lot of people on either side who are going to support the interests against their party because they just have different interests mm-hmm. at, at the forefront. Just human values and shit. I think people will be a little bit more open to seeing things from a more objective standpoint, because there isn't such a strong position on both sides that directly contradicts the other, Mm -hmm. which is the way that it's been for so long. So, again, Okay, so that, you just brought up another big fear then, people having blind faith in the process, and in his selections and shit like that. That would be a, that's probably another big fear I have. Because there are those people that just say, about DeVoe again specifically. Ah, who gives a fuck? She'll do enough. You know, she'll do a good job. And it's just like, eh, I don't think she will. I mean, when we all get our own jobs, what do people do? They look at our resumes. If we're not qualified, if we don't have previous... Or, yeah, actually, let me add a little distinction there. If we're not qualified, you might still get the job just That's at a lower level. Oh, yeah, I, I, I still we get all the just job fake at it a you lower make level. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just might not get paid as much. You know, so, like... You know, I think of myself as a perfect example. I went into the pool business this past summer and with no experience, but I still got the job. It's just that lower pay, you know, so I forget. Betsy DeVoe has no idea what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. Oh, right. That's what it was. The Al resume Franken, thing. Al Franken the resume asked her thing. about right. the ongoing debate in the education realm of growth versus proficiency, whether you measure the advancement of the individual student or you measure whether students get to a certain point of proficiency. And Mm -hmm. he was saying that... Plateauing is dangerous. Yeah, and he was saying that when you focus more on proficiency, then the people at the top don't get as much attention because they're already there. People at the bottom don't get as much attention because they're never going to get there. So it's only the the people on the bell curve that get any attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe the people at the top don't really need that attention. I think they're entitled to it, but in practical terms, finding success in their lives, it's probably, uh, less uh, harmful that they're not getting attention than, than the people at the bottom who are not getting attention because it's not seen that they're worth the time, but everybody should be treated fairly, not necessarily equally, but fairly, you know, if somebody needs more help then they should be able to get more help. And mm-hmm. if somebody... Like, I was somebody who fucking breezed through high school. I didn't do mm-hmm. jack shit. Herb. And it was fine. But then I got to college, and I didn't even know, like, how to study, just because I never did it before. And I found that topics and subjects and whatever required studying and, and extracurricular work, but I just didn't know how to approach it. I didn't have the, the, the tools, I didn't have the structure to be like, all right, I'm going to sit down, this is how I focus well, blah, 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 blah. Because I just never did it, and nobody fucking gave a shit because I was mm-hmm. getting, you know, Bs or whatever, and, and or Cs. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you got mainstreamed yeah. to an extent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so Senator Al Franken asked Betsy DeVoe about this 
during her hearing, and she had no fucking clue what the fuck he was talking about. She basically just like, posed the two defi- dictionary like, definitions of the You're supposed to be the person other. in charge of, of education, and you don't even know anything about education. She's never had to take a, a, a student loan. None of her kids have had to take a student loan. No public education. She's never been a teacher. She's never... Nothing like that. With all that having been said, I'd be more qualified just because I have a fucking Literally, education yeah. degree. Just on that base alone. I've got teaching experience even though it was at co-op level. And like, student loans. Yeah. Yeah. There and you go. fucking student so you loans. Have, you, know how, like, you know how it works. Yeah. like I Better would, than she does. I am not going to want to And you're just some fuck teacher. on the couch. Yeah. Not teaching. <laughs> uh, like, and she's uh, in a fucking Senate hearing to be... Uh, in a leading cabinet position. I do not want to work in her educational system. That is for goddamn sure. I posted one a, a, a clip from her her hearing and just captured it. Like I feel fucking sorry for you if you have kids uh, mm-hmm. that are that are school age because mm-hmm. it's just it's bad. They're not going to learn shit. They're not going to learn anything. We She's, thought kids got mainstreamed under Bush. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! The kids but are going to just fly under the radar. Just and then, them but then that's the that's. The question that's begged is it that her policies are going to be you know the whole no child left behind with with, right. with Bush was, <laughs> was bad but it was enough that it was held in place for a while yeah is yeah. it's Devoe going to be so bad that immediately there's a push against her who knows who knows yeah and who knows exactly how much she'll do that um that practically that we can say oh that's her fault yeah. she fucked up i don't know so starting to pay attention starting to starting to figure out what's good like i said i'm uh running writing a blog post that's kind of going to be a, a catch up type deal um on what i've missed and what we've missed in the past 6 or so weeks while we were talking about other things with other yeah. people yeah that conversation with Dr. Feldman was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a that was an absolute. I wish blast. the sound was better, but like the fact that we got to go visit the old campus, the old alma mater, baby, <laughs> the old Rider Five Hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. And um, so, what did you <laughs> what did you think of John? Awesome dude. Awesome the loving traveler. Dude. The loving traveler. He was he was definitely one of our more um eccentric guests. Okay, I was going to say enthusiastic. Yeah, definitely I, enthusiastic. But def- yeah. yeah, definitely enthusiastic. Um had a great time having him on. Um great conversation, different conversation. <laughs> um in the best ways possible, different conversation. I don't yeah, mean Yeah, not that. really what I expected. Yeah, I don't mean that like in some of it connotation at, at all. Like it was a very different conversation, one that Lutch and I really haven't talked about um before on the podcast whether it be with the guests or not mm-hmm. the whole unconditional love thing and i'm not I, you know i won't bring the whole podcast episode up because if you want to hear it go listen to it um but yeah it, it was fun i had a good time he was a good dude it was very natural with him mm-hmm. you know i think that was probably one of uh, you would know better than me you do it that was probably one of the less edited ones right uh yeah definitely yeah so i mean um, just the flow of the conversation was good he kept it going you mm, kept it going yeah. i kept it he's going he's somebody yeah. who was good at at articulating his thoughts i think because he does talk about them often and i think that's a that's a point to be to be noted that if you are 
mindful of your opinions, your positions, your beliefs, your values, then it's easier to articulate them because it's something that you've thought about before. Mm-hmm. It's something that you keep at the forefront of your mind and and uh, that shows in your behavior and and uh, I guess also in, in the way you speak. So, um, but yeah, we, I don't know if you heard it, if you guys uh, heard it and uh, near the end we kind of... Mm-hmm. Cut it short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had to had we, to bring uh, it back to planet Earth for a minute. There. Yeah, we were, we were having this this you know because we were pretty much disagreeing on things the whole time mm-hmm. um, and having a, a, a back and forth. We were debating things. We we're having the discourse and whatever. Um, and we were getting close to the two hour mark, and we were kind of on the end of one topic, and it kind of brought he kind of brought it. To, I think he mentioned something else, and we were kind of bouncing around. And he said something about being uh, a vegetarian, and, and I poked the bear, <laughs> and kind of, kind of, it started veering off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we definitely would have needed another couple hours to get into. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that it was gonna be like when I brought that up. I didn't think it was gonna. Be that, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was very strong about what he had to say, uh, or what he thought about uh, uh, his position and that killing and this and that. And you know, because I brought up to him about hunting for your own food, He's hunting like, well, for function, not for yeah. sport. I was like, well, why do you need to kill people? Uh, kill people, kill animals for when you can just go to the store. And I was just like, wow, this is a whole thing. Just like, yeah, just go buy into factory farming instead of the natural way. So I I left it there, and uh, you'll hear me go. Oh, well, we uh, we've done two hours, yeah. so, uh, which, as you guys know, most of the episodes are way over two hours. So that's yeah. not a normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a normal reason to end an episode. But I thought it was uh, thought it was a good time to and, to call it quits. And not only that, it's a conversation we can save for later. Yeah, you know that's something we can. I mean. He's very willing to express his opinion and respect to that. Uh, so that's definitely a conversation we can have and have a sequel episode with him and, you know, focus a little more on that. Because this time we focused a little more on his, you know, positive vibes, his spreading love, and that was the main focus. But, um, it like, again, it kind of got to a different conversation by the end of the conversation. But it's still <laughs> one worth having. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a question here from Tony. We missed one from him too. Is political correct? What are our thoughts on political correctness? Uh, we can't. Yeah, it's we can't, fucking bullshit. Yeah, That's my thoughts on political correctness. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Don't be so goddamn sensitive. Fucking buck up. Everybody's got something to bitch about. I'll call him fucking brown toes all goddamn day if I want, and he'll call me a fucking honky, and I don't care. I don't I, fucking uh, care. I mean, the basic thing is we have freedom of speech. You should take it upon yourself not uh, or to try not to offend people. Don't bastardize that first right, you know? There you go. Don't take advantage of You have the right to say right. whatever you, you want. You have the right. And if right. it does offend people, then it like that doesn't negate your right to say it. Right. But if you go, you should based on a completely different value, not a right, a different value of having respect for people, you shouldn't try to offend people just because you have the right to. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and the same goes for, you know, arguments we were making, bring it back to Trump, that we were making uh, against Trump, that, you know, he was, uh, that he was a con man and he was a criminal and whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, maybe you weren't breaking the law, but you were doing things that were immoral just because it's legal, just because you have the right to do it, just because it's not against the law to do it doesn't mean you should do it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel the same way about, uh, about that. Um, People we'll are take... just way too fucking sensitive, man. Just way too sensitive. Um, we'll take these last two. I don't want to uh, derail our conversation too much. Um, the springboard turning question: Do you see fake news? Um, I think no. I think the fake news thing is kind of a a, a fad. I think mm -hmm. it's it's a buzzword right now. Absolutely. And I mean, the idea of having reputable sources has always been a staple of journalism. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't I I think it's just a it's just a buzzword. It's just a thing right now. But I mean the concept of fake news being out there may lead to people operating under false beliefs, mm -hmm. but this is the same kind of same kind of thing that you have to be you, you know, I mean the mainstream media has been all but fake in in every respect for so long. I mean, they report on real things that happen, but they do it with such a bias that it's not trustworthy to just read some or watch a news thing or read an article from Fox or NBC or whatever, MSNBC or whatever and just take it at face value. So it's it's only the fake news is just the next aberration of that where it's just making shit up. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have strong enough skills to determine what's trustworthy and what's not, then you shouldn't have to worry about it. And, uh, people having those, those skills, I think it's going to become really clear who is, who's buying into fake news and, uh, and who's, who knows what's good. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, plan to go to college. How many tips? Um, hmm. Careful with fucking loans. <laughs> yeah. Just from a financial standpoint. Careful with loans. Careful with drugs. Careful but, with drugs. But not too careful. Yeah. You know, know your limits. Moderation. Uh, moderation is the key. Um, I kind of regret not getting... Like, a lot of people told me this, and um, I kind of didn't oh, listen. And... Um, but yeah, a lot of people said to join like clubs or groups or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. I, I was going to go to history club. <laughs> Sweet, bro. And, uh, free trip to medieval times. And there you go. <laughs> I, I just wanted to fucking go to class and then go home, go or go back to my dorm before I moved off campus and go and smoke weed or go and hang out with my girlfriend at the time or whatever. Um, so I didn't do that, but because I didn't do that. I didn't really make as many friends as I could have. I didn't find as many like-minded people as I could have. I did, but it would have been it, it's like the clubs are there to do that for you mm -hmm. if you, you know. They might sound corny and you might make fun of them with your friends, but I mean there's a reason they're there. Yeah. And, and there's know. a reason that that they continue that they exactly. are that they're still there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like we were talking to Dr. Feldman about his oh, philosophy there you club. Go. Perfect. Like Fuck, man, I wish I was in that shit. It would have been annoying to... And, and it's not like a job where you have to go every time, but like to just go and like know that you can 
talk about philosophy and a bunch of shit that you actually care about. And, and then the point being not to to that the the club is the end all be all, but you meet those people in the club, and then you can go about the rest of your life with people who have similar views or similar interests. You just network and network and network. You meet yeah. more people. Honestly, my biggest general tip for college would be you are paying for that education. Take advantage of it to the full extent that you can. Yeah. If you're paying for it, fucking do whatever you can that makes you happy while you're there. I was. At- Don't be shy. Don't be scared to do something. Don't be reluctant to do something just based on past experiences obviously use your own moral compass to decide on what you might do or what you might not do but again you're paying for the education so fucking take advantage of it there's so much stuff to do at school and you know at college so do it like if you yeah. if you're thinking about doing something go once if you don't like it you never have to go again that's yep. the beauty of college it's in high school if you join, yeah in high school if you join something you're there and you're in it and you have to quit make everybody feel bad that you have to quit and all that shit yeah, see, but i didn't I mean, do extracurriculars in high school either so i wouldn't know <laughs> oh dude if i quit drumline i would have been guilt tripped and all that shit but yeah. i mean i regret not doing pep band at rider because i actually made it as the alternate drummer for the pep band for the basketball games and like i got to the first practice and i was just like oh man this is a little too band geeky for me like <laughs> and i mean no disrespect at all. I'm a fucking band geek to no end. But, I mean, I regret not doing it. That would have been really fucking cool to sit at the basketball games rocking the fuck out on kit, you know? You want a tip? Fucking study abroad. That oh, is a regret. That is a, that is a regret. Yeah, definitely. I oh, had the opportunity, God. and I had a girlfriend. I was like, oh, I don't know if I could be away from my girlfriend for three months. <laughs> Well. I could have gone to fucking Costa Rica, oh I could have gone God. to Australia, I could have gone to Japan, Ireland, uh, France. I, yeah, there was a bunch of places. Fucking study abroad. Yes. It'll, it, like, start saving now. If you guys aren't even co- in college and you, you don't, you know, your parents can't, because it, it will be relatively expensive, like, it co- it'll probably cost a couple grand extra on top of everything else for the trip, but that includes like everything. It cl- includes the trip, includes the food, includes the classes, includes everything. And you go and you live in a different culture, and that is pro- that's probably one of my not not my biggest regret, but one of uh, definitely up there, top three biggest regrets in college. One final tip, and it's probably my biggest one. Um, would be if you don't know what you're going to major in yet, don't rush to any decisions. Take your time. Those first two years, let's say you go to a four-year university, those first two years, take that time. All you do is core classes anyway, pretty much. Take that time to figure out what you want to spend your money on getting a degree in. Mm -hmm. Because I look back on college now, there's one thing I definitely wish I had done, and that's I should have kept my French major. I originally was going to go to college to be a French teacher, but it was just like, oh, that's... What, are you a fig? (laughs) No, somebody who would have been fucking balling by now if I was a high school... Dude, male high school French teacher? I would have been hired as soon as I I graduated. Male high school history teacher? Yeah, I still don't have a job. 
And I mean, there are some other things that happened along the way that hindered that. But my point is, don't rush to any decisions when it comes to your major because you're paying for that degree. It's something that you're going to have for the rest of your life when you graduate. So you don't want it just hanging on the wall doing nothing like mine is right now. Not to be cynical about it, but yeah. yeah. My psychology degree. Yeah, you know. And I know we keep saying one last thing, but I (laughs) Hey, good good question, man. (laughs) Um... Don't go if you don't already know um, uh, what your major is going to be. Don't look for a major that's going to get you money. Do something that you're interested in. Exactly. First of exactly. all, first of all, you're probably not going to end up in whatever, regardless of what you think when you're 18 that you want to do. You're probably not going to end up there. And no offense, start, you're still young. Yeah, you're coming I was into your own still. I was in like seventh or eighth grade maybe even earlier when i decided that i wanted to go into psychology be a therapist whatever whatever i studied it all through took the ap test in high school studied kept kept that as my major did all my um core classes first Mm -hmm. and and still wanted to stay with it go went all the way up through got the degree and after taking some time off, I went back into into the field, and within a month, I was like, I do not want to do this. There you go. But exactly. because I was interested in psychology in general, and I took a lot of philosophy classes, I still benefit from the classes that I took. But I, again, going back to it, what Conover just said, I remember being at graduation and being like, damn, I probably should have paid attention a little more. Because this is all over now, and mm-hmm. I don't really remember most of what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And read the books you pay for. That, that, that's the thing. It's like, you fucking pay for them, dude. You spend the time there anyway. You have to be in class exactly. anyway. Like, you may as well fucking be good at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might as well excel while you're there. You're paying for it. You gotta pay for this. You gotta pay for that. You might as well fucking take, like I said, take full advantage of and it. And I always felt like... Well, you know, I'm in college. It's my time to do whatever what I want. As long as I'm passing, I'm fine. Which is, you know, I mean, I'm not. It's not like I'm in the worst place that I could be. Yeah, so I mean, I mean if you just if, yeah, that, if you decide hmm. to do that, you're not gonna. It's not gonna and ruin your life. But it, there was a there was plenty of people who got great grades, who learned a lot, and still partied with us, mm-hmm. and stayed right there with us the whole time. So. Fucking so, dean's list every goddamn there go. semester, there baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, and that was certainly not me. I'm not a good student. I never have been a good student, but I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was just because, like, it's, it's just easier when you don't like when you don't have to worry about that. When you're fucking partying and you know you should be studying or you know you have a test and and you don't know what's on it. It fucking ruins the night. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I should yeah, fucking start that paper. And and Dude, all just that. don't. Just fucking get your shit done and then go do whatever the fuck you want. 25-page senior thesis in one night. <laughs> yep. And I got a fucking A, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but don't do that. Don't, 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 man. It's just Or so do whatever sh- the fuck you want, yeah. honestly. It really yeah. doesn't matter. These are just that's it. That's the That's the other thing. About regardless of all the shit we just said, it doesn't fucking matter. Like college is not as big of a fucking deal as they make it seem. If you, as long as you go and you get that piece of paper, even if you are on the dean's list, it's not going to do much for you once you're out of college. Right. It, it, it's it it's looks all, cool on my resume. Yeah, it's all just a fucking rigmarole. Yep. 
It's really, it's all bullshit. I don't know. It sucks that we have to go and do it because you could learn so much uh, just like at home, just fucking YouTubing shit. But it's that piece of paper, that degree. Um, all right, so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys have caught the Leah Ramini show, uh, Scientology and the Aftermath. That's um, shit. I think last night may Did you end been, up watching last night? I did watch night? Oh, okay. it. We definitely got to watch it again. But okay. um, I think that was the season finale, I assume. Um, that was what, like the 10th episode probably? Eighth. Maybe eighth, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Um, but it was the, it was different than, than what they'd been doing. But it's becoming really, um, really apparent to me that that seems to be the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the shit that goes on and the shit that happens to people who are in Scientology or have been in Scientology, it doesn't. It, it, it seems to be relatively easy to to show to show that and for people to relate to it and to pe- for people to care about it. Number one, and number two, it is also easier for people to see. Like, how fucking crazy it is. You talk about religion, and you talk about the major religions, and, you know, because a lot of them are so fragmented and reformed and just old, uh, then it's it's hard to, to make the core argument that we're trying to make. But... Focusing on Scientology, it, it, the things become really clear, and even you know, Christians that I know will will uh, will see that and be like, "Oh my God, that's crazy! Oh my God, that's horrible!" It's like, and then there's just a small bridge. Put that to get, mirror. Yeah. Put that mirror right in the so front of yourself. So I and, and and it's bad too. Yeah. Like some of the shit that that. We've we've heard on that show and that people have gone through and the uh, the idea of I've only disconnection. caught what, two three episodes yeah. yeah like you've watched the whole thing I've only caught a couple of episodes well, and I'm just like whoa man. and I mean if you've seen Going Clear mm-hmm. the the documentary the HBO documentary about it um, it's bad and people are are being abused physically people mm-hmm. are being uh, mentally enslaved. And the idea of disconnection where, you know, if somebody's declared uh, a suppressive person, then you can't, uh, you can't talk to them. You can't. And so it breaks families apart. And there was a story about these identical twin brothers and one was uh, kicked out of the church. That's just and terrible, he disconnected from his family, everybody except his dad who was a Scientologist. And his brother and his mom were still in the church and got a call that after not talking to him for, what, a year, two years, like that, yeah. that he was in a car accident and died. And it's like, dude, you just fucking lost the opportunity to be a part of your family member's life because of this church. This church. They've mm-hmm. actually recently lost their tax-exempt status, which is a great thing. And that's another uh, another thing that's kind of had me be like, well, maybe maybe we should set our sights here because this is a, again, it's a it's an, uh, an easy way to get people who aren't necessarily openly atheists or that are of a different religion, a different faith, to see that there's something wrong with Scientology itself, whether they think it's just because of the specific behaviors and and practices of of Scientology. 
or they see the underlying problem that it's behavior that is is uh, influenced by faith. I don't know. But that conversation is much easier to have with a Christian than to criticize Christianity or religion as a whole. Oh, it absolutely is a cult. It's, a, it's absolutely a cult. But the point is that they're all fucking cults. A religion is a cult. And a cult is just a more severe version, I think, of uh, of religion. I don't see how it's any different than Christianity. I don't see how it's any different than Islam, except in the specific practices. So that's that's the bridge, I think, that I'm trying to, to, to gap, is that people are going to be against, like any rational person is going to be against cults. But if they can start to see that, well, people in cults kind of feel the same way about their cult as I do about my religion, then if they can be so wrong, then maybe I can be wrong too. Yeah. But see, that's the problem. A lot of people just say, oh, well, mine... Oh, mine's not that's that crazy. My, yeah. It's not exactly. my It's like, what? Exactly. Yeah. Come on, dude. Like, come on. If you're going to think so critically about that one, do yourself this, give yourself the same intellectual integrity to say, wait a minute now. If this one's this crazy, maybe I should take a step back from mine and kind of, and just pick it apart. You know, just say, okay, th- maybe this isn't so good. You know, so hopefully this show, you know, sheds light upon that. You know, it'll, it remains to be seen, but I would love to be able to get a fucking Scientologist on here. I don't know where that would go. Probably nowhere to find one. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently they're all out in Hollywood or Florida, so. Clearwater. Clearwater. Shout out to Oklahoma, who's yeah. out in, not Oklahoma, who's out in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, he keeps sending me pictures of the beach. She's like, fuck sending you. Me, sending me voice clips about how his flip-flops are starting to hurt his feet. And I'm just like, fuck you, bro. Like, see, and he, oh, he decided to be a dick and fucking tag me in a post today that he was at, like, Gulfport Beach or some <laughs> shit like that with me, and I was just like, I'm not fucking there, asshole, don't post shit like that, I'm mad at you. So every time he posts something about being on the beach or whatever, I'm just like, angry face, angry face, angry <laughs> face. <laughs> I need a vacation. <laughs> yeah. This winter's been, it's been rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, in other news, I got a new job. Um, since you fucks aren't donating. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, we want to do, um, we want to we upgrade some equipment. Um, we want to finally be, you know, we have our YouTube channel and we just do the, 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 the graphic. But we eventually want to be able to do Basically videos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, we'll have a camera on me, camera on you, camera on the guest, and a, and a camera on all of us. And we'll probably, you know, we're just sitting, as you can see from that, we're just sitting in the living room right now. Usually we're in the kitchen at the table. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we want to keep going with this. And business with safe and gentle tattoo removal. Mm-hmm. And on my end, in terms of setting up the marketing avenues, I kind of those are kind of set in place more or less, and so I still have stuff to do there. But I have a lot more free time, um, so I thought, I thought, why not get some fucking money? So I started uh, serving, or I'm going to start serving at a at a new restaurant here. 
So that'll that'll be that'll surely bring some interesting stories. Oh yeah, just and hopefully some a... interesting guests. Hopefully I'll meet some people. Ah, are... there you go, there you go. I mean, the stories I've brought home from a fucking pool job, you know, just being a pool boy, yeah. you know. So I mean, you're actually getting to interact with other people. So I think we pretty much touched on most of what we wanted to say. All right, welcome back again. Long time no see, right? Yeah. What was that, three yeah. seconds? I think something like that. Something. <laughs> yes, uh, so after all of that, remember we had said we wanted to get that out last week. But, uh, you know, shit happens. Uh, this job has been fucking kicking my ass. Uh, I'm working at... Some of you guys, if you're not from Jersey, may know. If you are from Jersey, you probably don't, because this is the first one in New Jersey. I didn't know it was the first one in Jersey. First one in Jersey, yep. Uh, But I am working at the Green Turtle. It's a sports bar. Bar, sports bar and restaurant. Bar and grill. Is that what you you guys are? Sports bar and restaurant, sports bar and grill. What are you going for? Uh, either one. Oh, okay. Either one. Okay. Either way. Either way. Either way. Either way. But, yeah. Um. So we just opened two days ago. Uh, which was what the twenty sixth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty sixth. Um, and then we'd been training, uh, week week and a half or so before that, and so I've been pulling long days. Uh, and we haven't I'm, seen each other. Yeah, I, this, this is, first today time. was the first time we've seen each other since I think Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, maybe it's crazy. Yeah, because I mean you're gone by the time I wake up, mm-hmm. and you're asleep by the time I get home. Yeah, so, uh, but you know, good to see you, pal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not slacking on you guys. We, no, no, uh, no, as no. promised, you know, we didn't, we never prom, never made any fucking promises about quick snippets. All right, we said the first and the fifteenth, or the. <laughs> for February, it'll be the 14th. It'll be a nice little Valentine's Day gift for you. Um, next episode will be our Trump trilogy. I've already talked to Bourne. He, uh, I don't know what he meant by it, but he goes, you still want to do an episode? As if he, as if there was, was it text or was it over the phone? It, it, it was text. Okay. So, so I'm you, putting you, that there. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, I, as if it's like... You know, I you sure you want to do it? Yeah, <laughs> like I don't have a plethora of ammo to fucking talk about. Like Trump, oh man, Trump is done. Oh, right, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. We'll get there. Um, how's your week been? <laughs> um, yeah, since we haven't seen each other, uh, still working, still haven't had a break from work. Um, no, I don't even think we're gonna get one at this point because by the time we I was do gonna get, say it's I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, we might get a week off just because he might say, "All right, guys, take a fucking week and just chill, and then we'll restart the season." Because from what I understand, the season restarts. People start opening their pools, yeah, in March. Yeah. So like, uh, it's February. So I don't know if we're gonna get a break, and we just finished um, building a new pool. I actually just finished the backfill today. Uh, on a new pool, and we're filling in an old pool for somebody this coming week, I believe. We're picking up a dump truck on Monday. Uh, Got to remove some dirt from this new pool in Edison, I believe, on Monday and Tuesday as well. So I don't think we're going to get a break. But, I mean, my week otherwise has been pretty good. I started watching Gotham on Netflix. Uh, 
James from work, shout out to JMO, um, he turned me on to it, because it's a Fox Network television show, so I didn't really give it much of a chance when I first saw um, previews and shit yeah, for Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things, but from people who, uh, like, I don't necessarily trust. That's exactly what I was going to say, because yeah. my brother was saying, dude, it's really good, it's really good, and you're into the comic book heroes and all that shit, so you would really like it, and I was just like, mm. I know your taste in television yeah. otherwise, so it's like, meh, I, you know, no no worries, whatever. So I was talking to JMO about it, and he was just like, dude, I really think you should check it out, blah, 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 and we talked for a couple hours about it while we were driving around the other day, and I started watching it because you weren't home, you were working, so I was like, oh, perfect, I'll, you know, just post up in my room, put on Netflix, and start watching this show, and I got, it's, it's pretty good. I have not been disappointed, I'm already through the first season, and I think just about halfway through the second season, because like I said, we haven't seen each other, so I've just been sitting in my room hmm. watching Netflix all week. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good, I've not been let down, so I gotta thank JMO for that one. So that's been yeah. my week, working in Gotham, literally, working in Gotham, it's been my week. <laughs> Working in Gotham. Interesting. Ah! No. <laughs> well, not only that, but today is your 28th birthday! It's my birthday! Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank Cheers. you, sir. Thank you. 28 on the 28th, baby. I'll be doing that same thing in November. 28 on the 28th. Yeah. Shit's weird. It's an interesting dink. How does it feel? Um... Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how it goes when you start getting. When, I, what is the age? What is the age when you stop caring? Because um, I, dude, I woke up and I just did not give a fuck. I still don't give a fuck. I guess after you turn twenty-one, that's gotta be. It, I right? mean, like twenty-two. I mean, maybe you don't realize it when you're twenty-two, so uh, you still care. Uh, but then probably I feel like I feel like when you get older again, there like you know, thirty's probably gonna be a bigger deal. Yeah, and uh, I'm making a bigger deal out of 28 just because it's on the 28th, and I'm just there excited go. about it. <laughs> I'm more excited about the concert than I am about my birthday. I mean, hands down. Hands down. What concert do you speak of? Carl? Oh, it's, well, there's a uh, Circus Survive show this evening, actually, that happens to be on my birthday. Mm. So when I saw the tickets come out in, like, uh, well, it was before your birthday, because it ended up being your birthday present, which is... Kind of another interesting quinky dink. Um, happy birthday to you, buying the tickets. Happy birthday to me. We're going to the show on my birthday. So, um, yeah, so Circus Survived the night at Starland. I'm fucking stoked, dude. And, like, I did. I gotta admit, I'm, like, fanboy excited about Hell it. Yeah. Because, like, they are definitely top three favorite bands to see live, only with Safety Fire and Shine Down, and I put Shine Down in there just because of a nostalgia factor. I've been seeing that I've seen them like five, six times with my older brother and a friend from high school, and like they're definitely more radio rock, and they've definitely become more more radio rock in the past, I guess, past album or two. But I mean, I still like listening to their music. They still have some cool shit, and it's still just hard enough, still just edgy enough for me to like their music. But again, I'm talking to go see a live show. Circa is definitely in my top three to see live and I last time I saw them actually was around my birthday Uh, I believe it was probably about four years ago now Um, my ex had gotten me 
tickets to see a circus show, and of course we got into a fight leading up to the show, and I was threatened with losing the tickets for my birthday, and us breaking up, and never getting to see Circa, blah 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 blah, you know how that shit goes. But I, of course I, (laughs) of course I ended up seeing it anyway, down in Atlantic City, um, and dude, just such a good show, and United Nations opened up for them, and they just blew the roof off the place and just opened it up for Circa, and there's just... Something about Circus Survives energy on stage that just, you can't, you, you can't touch it. You can't touch their energy on stage. So oh, I love it. I'm I, so excited. I saw them in AC at the House of Blues um, on Showboat, in, in Showboat while it was still open. And that's a relatively intimate venue, but it's a, just only because it's indoor. Um, so, I mean, I've seen them in an intimate setting before, but... With Starland, it's even smaller. Like, we're going to be on top of that shit. So, I just can't fucking wait to see them blow up such a small venue. Like, unfortunately, I really don't know or care for any of the openers. Um, So, I guess I should correct myself in saying that I don't know the openers well enough to say whether or not I like them. But I, I, it's all about Circa for me tonight. Like, we're sitting here recording, and it's, you know, the show is probably getting ready to get started, and me and you are sitting here recording. You yeah. know, that's how much we could care less about the openers tonight. No offense to them. You know, do what you do. Yeah, but, you know. I'm there to see Circa. It's the 10th anniversary of On Letting Go. Like, that's what makes this one so big, too. Like, one of the, oh, God, just such a good album. And we're 10 years later now, and it's on my birthday. There was just too much serendipity with this show for us to miss it. Good word. You know, <laughs> just, just we, could, we couldn't miss this show. Absolutely not. Yeah, so we're going to be leaving for that one. You may have seen uh, some of our posts from the last show we went to where we walked. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and not do that this yeah, time. it's fucking cold. We're just gonna get an Uber. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh probably get a little bit a little bit drunk. We've already started with the wine oh, and yeah. uh, you know, oh, see yeah. where the night takes us. Oh yeah. Um other things that have changed in the last week that you will have heard in the thirty seconds before this uh half of the episode. <laughs> I mentioned that I was writing a new blog post, um, and I decided not to. Um, I was going to talk about, you know, how it's time to, because remember my, like I said, my last, uh, blog post was the inauguration vacation Mm. one, and I was just going to be talking about how it was time to get back to it and kind of figure out what's going on and, and whatever, whatever. And to you know, it was going to be about the uh, the cabinet members. But first of all, I found um, something from the Atlantic. They have their own thing ca- called the Cabinet Tracker, where it basically has all the the candidates for the cabinet positions. Um, and it, it it you know, it's basically the article I was going to write. Uh, and I don't presume to be able to write better than those who work at the uh, the Atlantic. So. Um, that was number one. And then number two, as, as the days went on, um, you know, I kind of expected coming into this week, uh, coming into the, the, the inauguration itself, I kind of expected something, some kind of, I, I, I don't know, but I, I just realized that it, the, the time when I wasn't paying very close attention it didn't. It's not like anything happened, um, and now there's there's things happening, but it's just a matter of 
just just keeping up. There's nothing like that important on its own. It's a series of events that you want to stay uh, tapped into, but that's just you know it's just as easy as running through uh, headlines and and, yeah, yeah. and articles yep. and stuff. And there's not really that much to pontificate on to make a whole blog post about. Um, and especially that ha- that which hasn't already been said. Right, right. That's what I mean. Is yeah. that there's so yeah, everybody's talking about it. It's all out there. And um I don't want to just write something that's going to be the same thing as everybody else. And get lost in the minutia. And and the fact is what everybody else is writing is either alarmist democrat stuff or mm-hmm. or bullshit Trump stuff. There doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be a lot of uh centrist bipartisan stuff because there's not a lot of that happening there's a lot of things that are benefiting trump and 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 um therefore being put out as good for the trump supporter uh and also that are seen as not good for those who disagree and so that's being put out there but again it's just a series of small events like this person that person and betty devos that Ah, we now know her name is not (laughs) betty devoe Whoops. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Shows how much we know about her. <laughs> yeah, well, we know more about her than she knows about education. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I'm, I was also talking or, or reading a post that I had commented on from one of my friends who's a lot more uh, politically inclined, shall I say? Pretty? Yeah. Something along those lines. Um, But he kind of, he's been writing posts, uh, keeping up, and, and, you know, again, it's basically just call your reps, tell them you don't want to lose your health care, whatever, whatever. And I came to the realization that I just don't necessarily need to be on top of every little detail of what's going on, number one. You guys probably don't care about every little detail that's going on, number two. And number three, uh, you can't be on every little detail, even if you wanted to. So this, it it, it reminds me of how I, I mean, maybe it is simply a rationalization, but how I've rationalized the, uh, my admitted moral fallacy of being a meat eater and uh, seeing as how I don't necessarily agree with the practices that lead to the food getting, the, the, the meat getting onto my plate. The thing is, you can't, like I said, you can't solve every issue. You can't attack every issue in the world. And honestly, I, I would support anybody who's down with animal rights, all that stuff, but I'm not going to be the one who's changing my lifestyle based on that. Um, and because, you know, there's, there's religious things, there's, there's, uh, faith-based, science-based things that I spend my time, my energy, my, my mental power, my, you know, uh, and I'd rather be... Well, you can't blame yourself for being more passionate about something, right. you know? And, and, um, I'd rather be fully informed, not full. I mean, you can never be fully informed, but I'd rather be more informed about what I really care about and, exactly. and have a worthwhile standpoint in that arena than to try to know everything about everything and mm-hmm. not know what the fuck I'm talking about mm-hmm. in any, in any respect. Or you get to that point of the conversation where you have to say, oh, 
fuck, you lost me now. And that's just kind of embarrassing. Right. <laughs> and so, um, I've done the same thing uh, with politics now. I mean, it, the election itself was an important thing to pay attention to, to be a part of, to be politically active for. But in terms of the entire presidency and all the happenings in the world of politics and everything in Washington, D.C., that's not necessarily something that I'm interested in. And it's not necessarily something I think is vital to the day-to-day well-being of myself and others. Um, You know, when if 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 something happens, I will absolutely be aware of it. When you know this November, even though it's an interim, there's we still have elections. I'll still be voting. I'll still know who I'm voting for. I'll still be uh, uh, in the position to to call myself an informed citizen. But I don't necessarily feel the need to comment on it, and and we never started this podcast or anything to be a political hub right. to have political commentary. Right. It, it turned into that as the uh, the presidential race got to be a fucking circus. Took the words to say out of the my least. mouth. You literally <laughs> um, just pulled them out of my mouth. And uh, but now that it's over, uh, it, again, I, as a citizen, I'm absolutely going to. Be stay informed, but as a podcaster, I don't think we ne- we necessarily need to be pushing that down your throats. And I mean, it, again, not that we're going to be staying away from it. Like I said, the very next episode uh, will be the Trump trilogy with mm-hmm. Bourne, so we will talk about it. There's it it, it comes into uh, the things that we do care about uh, and know about and are able to speak about in such a way that at least has the chance to have an effect, an impact, or whatever you want to say. But yeah, there's just so many variables. I just feel like I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's telling, like, what sources have this interest or that interest. Or, you know, there's just so much unknown shit that it's just, we're still in a wait-and-see scenario. I mean, you know, the inauguration was only eight days ago. Even though the election was in November, it feels like it's been so long, and it feels like having taken that inauguration vacation, as I called it, it feels like I've missed out on so much. But really, it's been eight days. Nothing's happened. And things have happened. But, I mean, I'm. it's just a matter of reading about them. And Okay, I'm aware that that's, that's happening. I'm aware that that's happening. I'm aware that that's happening. Uh, and when the time comes to that calls for action, calls for political action, then then I will be there and be ready. But it's, uh, it, it's not something I want to spend too much time focusing on. If for no other reason, then because it's just not something that's going to make me happy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's you funny because as you were saying that, I was thinking it's just not something I really want to be talking about right now. It's not something that's going to fulfill me in a good way right now. I'm just going to get pissed off about it, just going to get all up on my high horse about it and not be sorry about being elite about it. But yeah, I'm just going to not, it's not going to do it for me. And rather than just get pissed or depressed, just out of sight, out of mind. Right. Until and- something big enough happens, fuck it. And uh, and that's a general fuck it. Uh, a, uh, yeah, yes. you know, and, and and that's okay. You don't have to be just because you don't like the the uh, the political climate doesn't mean that you have to stop, like halt your life and make everything about 
what's going on in Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, go on and live your life. Do what it, do what you are passionate about. Like I mentioned, I believe I mentioned uh, last week in the last segment about how I want to spend um, more time focusing on Scientology mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. having, you know, we'd mm-hmm. seen Going Clear before. We'd seen the original um, 2020, I think it was 2020, inter- interview with uh, Leah Romini but her show on A&E, after watching it, it really made me realize, um, again, I'm sorry if I am repeating this, uh, but it was last week when we recorded the last session. So, um, But Scientology seems like the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. to, to demonstrate how faith can corrupt otherwise sane, nice, normal people and make them do things they wouldn't otherwise do. And why that's bad. Yeah, the uh, dangers of such. And so... Not only that, it's it's easily demonstrable because of how ridiculous it is as a, as a religion. But it's all um, it's easier on another level because I don't know any Scientologists. First of all, it's not no. like not that I know of. Yeah. It's know? not like Christianity where everybody's a Christian, everybody's and they a toot Muslim. Their horns about and then, it. and yeah, so when you talk about it, their guard is automatically it, up. Right. If you right. talk about our or let's say. If we talk about our ideas in the context of Scientology and we get people to understand, then all, all we, we've already gotten them to agree to our, our positions and our, our the ideals. Of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we can just say, well, how about this? Apply that to your faith. And that kind of gives it Shields a left up. turn, a curveball. <laughs> uh, and, and they will have already heard and comprehended the message. They will have already received it. They would have already been open to it um, because they wouldn't have been shot down by us uh, talking about their specific faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's where we started this whole thing as, as atheists, as people who want to spread the, uh, the values of... Uh, the secular values that benefit humanity... Blah blah blah. That's what we started out doing, and and uh, we kind of got majorly derailed by this uh, election. Um, but it, it, it took me a little while to realize that that's who we are, that's what we do, that's what we want to do, and uh, that's what we what we should do. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think it was a bad thing in the long run because we did end up with. A completely reshaping of how we do things mm-hmm. here, and I don't know if it was driven by that, but I definitely think it was probably part of it. I definitely think it was probably part of it. Mm-hmm. That's a very good sentence. Right, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, not necessarily a bad thing because we ended up doing a reshaping, and now I really like how we're doing things with the podcast now in terms of how we format. And we might have not done it that way had the election not spun us so out of control just from a podcast standpoint because we found ourselves saying, holy shit, this is going on and this is going on. We got we to gotta work on this. So for those of you who do enjoy the political side of things, don't think we're saying uh, that that's not going to be a part of all really anymore. Mm. Not at all, uh, especially on Facebook, where uh, you know the uh, articles go around a lot, and, and often I post things uh, to the Aureli Facebook, Aureli podcast Facebook. That definitely will, you know, it's it'll still be there. It just 
it will be as much a part of uh, or really as is relevant to our core uh, purpose. It just so happened that during the race, it was more relevant than it will be over the course of the next four years in general. Now, the 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 big moments that we we're talking about will be relevant, so we'll comment on them. But there's other things that we want to talk about. And again, there's a million fucking people that are talking about yes. politics. So yes. if you want that, you can go get that. And uh, we don't we don't need to do that. But uh, we'll do our thing. They can do their thing. Yeah. While still touching on what we need to touch on. So speaking of speaking of us changing things and old episodes and stuff, now that we're we're twenty episodes deep, what do you? I mean, how are you feeling about the whole thing? I wasn't sure we would make it to twenty, and not because of any lack of drive or ambition to do so, but it's just to think that we've done twenty of these episodes. It's and it's only 20, if you really think of the grand scheme of things. We could be talking about this in five years when we're on episode, I don't know, fucking five years. I don't know. Extrapolate that for me. Quick math. Boop, 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 boop. ARP 400. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. Like, if we could be talking about this ARP 400. 24 episodes a year. Yeah, there you go. Five years. Yeah. Okay. So, not... not Somewhere around something there. Something like 150, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. The point is... Is in the grand scheme of things, 20 isn't going to mean much, but right now it does mean something because it's like, damn, we made it to 20. When we hit 10, it was like, yo, we made it to double digits. And I feel like 10 is where we kind of hit our stride um, because the rest of them have just seemed to just flow, just like one after another mm-hmm. after another. Mm-hmm. We're not stressing about recording. We're not stressing about, oh shit, how are we going to squeeze this in? How are we going to talk about this? How are we going to talk about that? It's just got such a better flow to everything now and such a better fluidity to everything we're like again that whole not stressing about recording is huge because for a while there it was stressful being like okay we got to record this day we're going to be talking about this we're going to be talking with this person and it was our research yeah dude yeah there was a lot more and again it's not about laziness it's about the fact that this is just a better way for us to do this um and, I think yeah. it's definitely turned out better. It's it's turned out such better episodes, in my yeah. opinion. That's just me. I I agree, and I hope I hope you guys do too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, so. I from my perspective, I'm super happy because the first couple episodes we did, we had enough to make them interesting and and full of content and. We hadn't yet run out of content, I guess. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And um, but then we also had, you know, we we didn't know a lot about just the general direction and the idea of what we were doing, all this and that. Then there was also the whole thing about you had started working right mm-hmm. when right after we started. So for a while, and and again, you weren't living with me. You mm-hmm. were still living at your parents' house. So it was hard to get things it was extremely done. Extremely difficult. That. Uh, that because of that reason, and then once you started working, it was like shit, man. Like, how are we gonna do this? And then we kind of made the switch, and it's like, all right, let me take over the main shit. Uh, since I have a more flexible schedule, I have a lot more time, and um, and and being able to just do the do it that way, and and have you uh, be the the co-host, the co everything has been. 
helpful to me uh, making this into what I wanted it to be. Uh, and it never became... Like in the past, there's been projects I've done, whether it be music or otherwise, uh, where I kind of felt like I wanted to be part of a collaborative experience, yet it turned into something I was doing on my own, and I was dictating to other people mm-hmm. how to do what we were doing. And it, and it wasn't collaborative. Mm-hmm. I was the boss. I was the leader. And, and while I'm... While I'm the host and you're the co-host, we still do things together. It's still collaborative. It's a very it's cooperative still... yeah. endeavor. Absolutely, yeah. And um, Perfect so... example. When we were posting something before, I'm like, all right, how should I post this? And like, you still have to walk me through some shit just because of A, I'm fucking behind on updates of certain apps, first <laughs> off. And then B, like, you know, obviously I see what we, you, post mm-hmm. on our account during the day while I'm working and stuff. But I don't have that knack for, you know, being like, okay, that's all we need to do for this one. Or, okay, that's all we need to do for that post. In terms of, like, a caption or something more specifically. Right. Um, so it's, it is a cooperative endeavor, and I try, I was just saying to you last week, you know, my bad for being so MIA on this shit recently, but didn't think I'd be working so much still. You know, we were looking forward to this time to kind of focus on this more cooperatively Mm -hmm. and that time never came yeah because we always had thought by like thanksgiving thanksgiving yeah by thanksgiving you wouldn't be working and so we would both be full-time whatever all day (laughs) yeah but that didn't happen Mm -hmm. and then i got the job and so even less time but again the fact that we're doing this episode in this format is a product of um, other things, be, uh, other obligations taking precedent. But though that's a temporary thing, you know. Uh, not only, uh, like I said, this is the first uh, green turtle in New Jersey, and it's not just that it's the first one; it's that we just opened. So. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to learn just from me being at a new job. But there's also a lot going on because the restaurant itself is new. And um, so that's all going on right now. And I'm also working, you know, with Safe and Gentle uh, Tattoo Removal. So there's a lot of irons in the fire. uh, And and, um, I didn't want to to, uh, shortchange the the uh the episode and i felt like we could we we had a good enough conversation and it was short usually we when we attempt to do quick snippets they end up being like a full two hours but we did a good job of of just popping in an hour and so it gave us the opportunity and lots gone on and and uh now we're completing it and getting it done getting it done the only way we know how just fucking on the fly, fucking, we do what we do how we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the, at the very least, especially for my end, having the new job will it'll give me a lot more to talk about. Uh, maybe I'll uh, meet true. some new people that we can bring in. But it, it is cool. It's nice to, just nice to be out. I don't like necessarily having to be responsible for all these things. I've gotten very used to making my own schedule, sleeping to when I want to sleep, staying up as late as I want to stay up, which is usually not that late anyway. Um, but and, and and doing things on my own schedule. 
So the the part about having to be there at a certain time and work my ass off while I'm there and I don't know what time I'm leaving. If you've ever been mm. a server, it's not like retail where you go, your shift is, is 10 to whatever. Mm-hmm. If you work a, a regular corporate 9 to 5, it's not 9 to – you don't leave at 5 o'clock. Just like the blue-collar life. You, yeah. you work until the jobs are yeah. done. Yeah. And you work until you get cut in the restaurant. So There you go. It's um it it's it's definitely gonna take some getting used to. Uh, that part of it sucks. Like my knees and my back and my quads are killing me. Uh, just because I'm not fucking used to it. But there's a lot of cool people. I'm really happy with the team that that I got. I don't know them that well, but there seems to be a decent number of people who are there to to pull their own weight. That's one of the things I hate about I hated about the last restaurant or the last two restaurants I worked in actually. I'm like I just was talking about. I don't love to do physical work, but if I'm going to go in and do a job, I'm going to go in there and and or or let's put it this way. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do as little as I can to make the most money possible. That's the the That's ratio I want. Fair. And That's and fair. but at the same time what that means is providing uh, providing an environment or acting and behaving, working in such a way that I'm not hindering anybody else's ability to work as little. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's not like I'm slacking off so that I can make more money and putting work on other people. It's about pulling my own weight and just doing it in such a way that we all work together, uh, we don't skip out on trying to do shit that you know any any of that kind of snaky bullshit well i mean i can equate that to my job like that's like if i go out on a job knowing who was there last like let's say somebody was out there for out on a job to do a service on a pool just to like i don't know friggin rewire a pump or something like if I go on a on that same job a week later because the pump still isn't working and I find out that it's simply because the guy who was there before me didn't try a different different wiring pattern, I'm going to be pretty fucking frustrated. So like the whole idea of pulling your weight to to gain a team success, it, it it goes a long way because like I said, I get really pissed when shit like that happens and I always used to say, "Oh yeah, here I am again cleaning up after somebody or you know, fixing somebody else's messes." or something like that and that's very frustrating i hate having to do that just do it right the first time so nobody else has to go out there and fix it work hard or work smarter not harder it's so cliche but it is so true if you get it done right the first time you don't have to go back out there a second time and deal with the same bullshit you were there for the first time yeah man and i mean it's easier to in terms of the social aspect which is definitely a thing in restaurants people don't like the slackers you know you you don't don't, people don't want to fuck with you if you're a slacker fuck i gotta work with this guy today fuck i'm gonna be doing everything and then and then even from your uh, personal perspective if you are known to the managers as a slacker then they're gonna be up your ass and even if you got your shit done your section's good your side work's good whatever whatever if they see you standing around or something they're going to assume you're you're fucking around. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go in and you establish yourself as a hard worker, a legit team member, 
and somebody who's on top of their shit, if they see you, uh, you know, we work, I work in a sports bar, there's fucking maybe, uh, there's over 20 TVs, and mm. I'm, I'm stopped watching TV, they know that my tables are good, I've checked my side work, I've checked if there's food to be run, I've, you know, all that stuff, and they're not going to bother me. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully, I don't know these managers specifically, but that's, I mean, in terms of, in, in general, that's that's how it goes. Well, I can speak to that more specifically. Today, actually, itself, I was on a job, and my boss wasn't there, but he's been there a couple times, this new pool I was talking about before. Um, and all we were doing today was just finishing the backfill, just putting the dirt right back in around the uh, walls of the pool. So he sent me and one of our other guys out there to meet with um, another pool company that did the liner in the pool, and all of us were going to work together to do the backfill. And I know that my boss trusts me to send me out there to do that, whereas he might not have trusted one of the other guys to go out there by himself and represent the company and work with this other crew. So I'm not tooting my own horn, and I mean, if it comes off that way, sorry, not sorry. But my boss trusts me enough to send me out to work with another crew and not make an ass of our company and our company name. And at the end of the day, he called me to see how the day went. I told him we got done the backfill, and he said, oh, really? Shit, okay. Hmm. And basically stopped him in his tracks. He did not think we were going to finish it. So that's just another point on my scorecard. And I, I hate to sound like a brown noser and all that shit. But just doing your job goes a long fucking yeah, way, dude. man. Especially, especially <clears throat> when you're new. I definitely you. Uh, there's nothing wrong that's with kissing ass. Yeah. It's because like managers. The thing is, there's a lot of people who do slack off. If you're a manager, you're responsible for people slacking off and preventing people from slacking off. So you have to be. You're already in the mindset of looking for that. So, it, uh, kissing ass is not about, uh, as, at least in our areas, uh, it's not about, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't really know necessarily why it's such a, such a derogatory, condescending type thing. I mean, I guess if it's at the expense of your coworkers, that's one thing, but... Just in terms of, of being extra nice to your managers and 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 trying to help your managers or your bosses or whoever, I don't understand. Like, fucking what's so make, wrong with that? Make yeah. your fucking paper, bro. Yeah. It's it's not like you don't have to pretend that you're doing it because you're such a nice person. You can embrace the fact that you're there to do a job well to get paid. Because you do a job well, because to get you want to get paid, mm-hmm. because you do a good, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's that that cycle. Mm-hmm. You do your job well, you get paid more. Mm-hmm. You work harder, you get more money. You don't have to act like kissing ass is about liking a person, and you don't have to act like being apathetic in the workplace is some kind of virtue. Mm. I hate those people. Sorry, but. <laughs> It's just like, oh man, you're such a kiss ass, I don't even give a fuck. Well, if you don't give a fuck, quit. I wish I could afford to not give a fuck and quit. But apparently, you just don't give a fuck and you can't afford to quit. (laughs) That must be a miserable way to work. Yeah. Not giving a fuck, not being able to afford to quit, and you still have to be there. Now, don't get it twisted. Which is stupid, though, because there are... uh, Dude, you can find jobs. Like, there are, you know, low-level jobs... 
are never going to be a pleasure. Like, mm. I thoroughly enjoy doing this podcast. And if it eventually gets to the point where we're getting income and profit from it, or if I become a writer, which I'd like to do, and that, and you know, then I'll have a job where I love doing what I do. But lower level jobs and a lot of lower corporate jobs, you're not going to love it. But that's not the point. As long as you don't hate it, then just fucking do it. Yeah, if you do it. hate it, then you're doing then you have the wrong job. Plain and simple. Plain and simple because as much as my job kicks my ass and as much as I bitch about it, I don't hate it. I and to be quite honest with you, when I get done with the job and it's done right, I'm actually pretty damn proud of it. You know, when I was coming home over the summer doing fiberglass jobs, like, yo, another one done, bro. 10,000 G's in the boss's pocket. Like, and it's a great feeling. So if you don't, if you hate it that much, you need to fucking grow a pair and find something that you can do to get paid for, if yeah. I can put it so bluntly. And, and yeah, so like, it's, it's, uh, it's not like I'm saying if you work at Walmart and you hate it, then go fucking start doing, I don't know, I can't think of something off the top, but something like fun, that a, a dream job that everybody yeah, would want to do. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. But there are other low, you know, some people don't mind working retail because they, maybe they don't want, they don't, um, uh, you know, have the personality to want to deal with people the way uh, you have to when you work in a restaurant. I'm the opposite way. I don't mind interacting with people. I have a... a a personality that goes well with that job, but I don't like retail because it's a lot of tedious work and like so stocking tedious. shelves uh, and and just and bleh, mindless bleh, hours and uh, yeah, terrible. so yeah, terrible. I have no desire to do that. But just some people, clock, yeah, some people don't have a problem doing that. And the thing is, if you're doing that and you have a, a fulfilled life outside of work then you could, you know, you it might be a little better. I've never worked retail as long as I've had a, a serious hobby, as as serious as all, really. I mean, I don't like calling it a hobby. I, I mean, this, for all intents and purposes, this is part of my career, but we're not making money, so it's essentially a hobby. But when I was working retail, I would just work and just pray to get out like you said watch the clock just Dude, to yeah. not even do anything yep. just because i hated being there yep and so you know i i found that working in a restaurant where you have a little bit more freedom in terms of the timing and you know you have your own section your own tables when you're in retail you like like let's say you're like when i worked at target you would have your aisles and like if you are outside of those like let's say for the sake of argument is 10 you have 10 aisles if you're outside of those 10 aisles and a manager sees you what are you doing why aren't you working did you check that did you do this mm -hmm. if they see you talking to another person what are you guys doing why are you why are you talking how come you're not working go face like, the shelves bro fucking chill at a mm -hmm. restaurant you have a lot more freedom like there's times when your tables are full your sections your sections clean your side work's done and you you're you're there's literally nothing to do so you you stay vigilant but you uh can chit chat 
and and it's fine. So uh, while I don't necessarily love working, and I had said that I never want to work in a restaurant again, <laughs> um, you know, uh, the the reason I'm there is because I do love uh, working with all really doing all this stuff, and when we get out of this apartment and we get into a house, I want to be able to have the money to upgrade and we're live on Instagram right now and um, the the video aspect of any podcast helps. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you think about listening to any podcast you like, uh, it, it's just easier to keep up with shows slash podcasts like the Ruben Report, like the Joe Rogan Experience mm-hmm. because it's something to watch. It's engage- It's more engaging because you can see body language. You can see what's going on. There's just a studio to see. So I would like to have a, a, a room, even if it's just a corner of my bedroom, whatever it is, I'd like to be able to do that. And I want to have uh, the, the, I mean that, yeah, I want to have that and it requires money. So in order to do that, I decided go fucking apply to this place, and here we are. Mm-hmm. So here we are indeed. <laughs> it's it, there's there's a lot of things going on. I'm in a place where I didn't want to find myself. That being <clears throat> working a third job, but I made that decision because it's not something that I hate. And so, if you hate what you're doing, don't do it. Yeah. Even if you're in a corporate job. Where you've worked your way past entry level, especially if you're, you know, under, especially if you're in your 20s. But even if you're, regardless of what age you are, don't spend your life doing something you hate. Yeah, no. It's just not ever, ever, ever going to become, like, you're never going to get to that point where, like, oh, all that was worth it. Unless it's something that, you know, you you're working your way up and yeah you hate the job because of, of of an aspect but you know like let's say um i continued with addictions counseling and it, it and i didn't necessarily like it but it was that and it's not that i decided the whole job itself wasn't for me but that just being at entry level or actually internship for that matter it was an internship um, that I, I didn't like being at an internship, but there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel to become a, a counselor, and that's what I can, did want to do, then that's one thing. But, I mean, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about working your way up to doing yeah. something you want to do. We're talking yeah. about being in, a, in an area, in a field you just have no desire to be in. Working for a company that you don't like or want to be a part of. Working in an industry you don't support or want or or you're not excited about you and uh, you could just fucking quit and go get another job if you have a family then fucking find the new job first but you can do it find the new just search just look fucking there's websites now that have shit listed you upload your resume and people will fucking come find you especially if you're not entry level then you've got shit to offer to companies and if you are entry level you got nothing to lose yep and coming from a guy in my situation, in my circumstances, I found a job, and yes, it was mostly because of you, but I mean, I found a There's job. There's jobs. There, ex- There's that's, jobs. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. There's jobs. If if you can't find one, you're being too lazy about it, if you actually want one. Or you just don't want one, and you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And, but, but, 
you're if you think that staying in a job that you hate is something that you should be doing because it's something that you should be doing and for no other reason and you think that it's going to eventually pay off because of this that or the other some reason other than passion other than you know uh, i mean there are high paying like extremely high paying jobs that may not be the most enjoyable but you have plans for your money you use that money to do other things that again you are passionate about mm-hmm. then that's not what we're talking about do you fucking hustle fucking make your money and and do you but if you're just in a job because you think you have to make money and you have no plans to 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 do anything with that money and you don't like the job you're doing then I'm sorry if this is bursting your bubble, but you're wasting your fucking life, man. Yeah, do something go, about it. Go enjoy yourself. The weekend's not enough. I mean, some people, you know, when people say they live for the weekend, like, dude, there's seven days in the week. If you're dreading five out of the seven days of the week, or even if you include Friday night, mm-hmm. That's still most of your life yep. spent in misery. Yep. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yep. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's too easy for people to get caught up in the culture of capitalism and, and money and greed and materialism and all of that stuff, thinking that they're eventually going to get to this place where they have a certain dollar amount and they're happy. And this often happens to people who are a little bit older than us. Maybe, maybe they've spent 20 years working in, a, in an industry, working for a company, and they have all the money they need, they have their family, but they work all the time. Uh, and they missed out on traveling, and they missed out on this, but they worked hard, and they've got a lot of money, and then they realize, wait, there's no, like, end game to this. There's just, you just keep going and going, and you you never, if you're only focused on the number, you're never going to be happy with the number itself as an end goal. Money should be a means to live your life. It shouldn't be an end. You shouldn't work to get money just for the sake of having money because you think you should have money you know you you obviously need to provide for yourself if you have a family you need to provide for your family i'm not saying don't if you have some great job and you have kids don't just fucking up and flip off your boss and quit because you're not happy there i mean yes sacrifices might need to be made but you can you can you know people have families in which the parents are pursuing passionate careers the idea that you maybe joined a company right out of college and now you're in your 30s and you have a kid and a wife that you need to support so you can't quit like that's a that's a lie that mm. you're being fed by uh, indirectly and and unconsciously by society seven days a week 20, and 365 days a year and it's bullshit you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. I posted something about, about uh, oh, there was a video on Facebook. The guy was talking about how he spent all of his 20s just being miserable. He said, I lived in shit for 13 years. 
and, you know, he didn't spend anything. He's like, instead of getting the newest phone and going to Coachella, I did this, and now I invested my money and got hundreds of thousands of dollars, I can retire when I'm 35. It's like, okay, well, now you're fucking 35 years old. You have, no, I, I can't imagine you have any real deep, deep friendships with anybody because you've been working for the last 13 years nonstop. You haven't been out making memories, having experiences. So, uh, what do you do? Great, you're retired and you're rich at 35, but what does that get you? Yeah, what now? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know who, who yeah. it was that yeah. commented. And this, somebody was like, well, you know, uh, you think about it, Lisa. And, and I'm cause like, I, I made a comment about how, like, uh, what I was just saying. It's like, how about you just live your life and you won't need to be, you won't need all that money because you'll be content with your life. And they were like, well, you know, and they were talking numbers, 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 numbers. I'm like, dude, you're missing the point. No amount of money is worth being miserable for the 13 years for 13 years in the prime of your life i agree if you're 20 you're early to mid 20s and you're miserable you're living your life wrong yeah and i mean what a what a sad time to be miserable you're early to mid 20s yeah like that's supposed to be the best fucking time man like at, at least in terms of having fun yeah that's and i mean supposed to be you know the best I, time. and you could say that about childhood but you know a lot of childhood is a vulnerable time so it's yes. an innocent time so it should be good but it's vulnerable and if you there's a lot of external factors that can cause your childhood not to be great in a number of different ways once you're in your 20s you kind of have the power to change things. Mm-hmm. Once you're in your, you know, late 30s, 40s, 50s, you, you again, you don't necessarily have as much freedom because you might have family and, and other obligations and you might be higher up in that company where you can't just fucking quit and find another job uh, or you don't want to quit and find another job. Yeah. You found that passion. But when you're in your 20s, that's, that's the prime of your life. If you're if you're putting if you're sacrificing the enjoyment of your twenties for some potential future, you're doing it wrong. Yep. And that's, now is that's all we well have. Put. That's very well put because you don't even know what's to come, and you're just like, "That's all right. I'm sitting on a stack of cash. Whatever. I'll be all right." And it's like you don't even know what's to come. Right. Like you said before. Like I see. You know, I have a job that it's. I, I'm not. I, I mean. I enjoy what I'm doing to the end that it's a job that I feel accomplished at the end of the day and I'm proud of the work I've done by the end of the day. But it's definitely a job that it's hard and there are some times where I'm just like, damn, yo, can I really deal with this? But then it's just like, you know what? It's a, it, it's a means to me having a good time tonight. I busted my fucking ass this week to have a good time tonight at the circus show, you know, to bring it full circle. I'm not working to, you know, and obviously I try to save money when I can, and it's nice to get a paycheck and not be living paycheck to paycheck, and when you get one, you still have money from the last one. Right. It's a novel concept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I see it as a means to enjoying tonight, and a means of enjoying mm-hmm. to the next show we go to, or, you know, what whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, honestly, that's what I was thinking, that, like, I can put 
a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can put like a definition on why I'm working. Like I'm working because I want to be able to get to the things I, that I do enjoy wholeheartedly, passionately, even if it's not my job. Like I'm not going to enjoy this job wholeheartedly and passionately. That's just not going to happen. It's just not who I am. I'm not trying to be some like fucking pool mogul but hey who knows things change we'll, we'll see I mean, what happens. yeah a things change and b getting that money will enable you to do whatever it is that you are passionate exactly. about exactly so that's what you should be doing that's exactly. what you should be focusing on that's why you should be working that's what you should be trying to accomplish with your life in general enjoyment i don't this idea is so american that you that that enjoyment relaxation are 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 vices mm. it's like a vice it's like a a guilty thing you to and and that it's some kind of virtue to work yourself into the ground it's some kind of mm. virtue yo i've been up since 6 dude i have three fucking jobs like like <laughs> you know Sweet. it's like why like, you think you're better than me because I fucking spend most of my time sitting on the couch on Facebook or, 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 uh, whatever, fucking sharing this, sharing that. I'm reaching, I'm trying to reach people. I'm trying to change society. I'm trying to do shit too. Like, it's just different. It's just a different thing. It's a and, different perspective yeah. than the other. And, One and, that usually isn't seen by the other side, for yeah. the record. If you are making a lot of money and you enjoy... Uh, you don't necessarily enjoy your job, but you enjoy your life outside of work, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's uh, that's precisely what it you know what it should be when 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 you don't necessarily have something uh, like we do that you're specifically passionate about, like uh, the idea of anti-theism, the idea of taking uh the the virtues and the values that religion can bring to people and making them secular human values things mm-hmm. that we all should abide by and not tied to any any ideology not tied to any dogma but just the way you should live your life just like how we don't murder people you don't steal you don't those are things that you don't do whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or a Scientologist or an atheist. Why? Because you're fucking human and you're smart enough to know that if you don't want things stolen from you, then you shouldn't steal from other people. It seems so fundamental, but yet a lot of people don't seem to get that point. And they continue wasting away at jobs they hate. Wasting away... Uh, because they went to college for for business and they got a job right out of school and they were they've been working for this company and they uh, again like you like I said you just have this uh, you put this idea in your head or this idea is put into your head that in the future someday eventually you'll be happy when you get this much money you'll be happy it doesn't work that way yes up to a certain point they've studies been done seventy five thousand dollars a year. Is the tipping point? I don't know. Fucking that that point at which, after that, making more money is not going under. That yes, if you make more money, you're going to be happy, but not because you have the money. It's because you're able to spend it on 
protection for yourself from from the outside. You get a roof over your head. Protection from starvation. You get food in your mouth. Protection for for well, well, you know, whatever survival. Those types of things. But once that's taken care of, and you bring in into uh, in, into the, the the equation, our social consumerist capitalist, you know, enough money to buy things that you like to buy the toys that you want, things like that. After $75,000 a year, money is not going to bring you happiness. Mm-hmm. It- I, actually, I actually, if if I may, you good? Uh, I heard something on the radio a couple of weeks ago. They were talking about um, the distribution of wealth and the one percenters and all that and how the rich just keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. You know, same story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one guy called in and was just like, we should have a cap on how much Americans make. And the radio hosts were just like, okay, what do you think the cap should be? And the guy was just, you know, we stumbled for a moment and he finally said, I don't know, $2 million. And that's like how much you can make for your whole life. And the radio hosts were like, all right, well, where do you get that? Like, Wait, I don't know why. $2 million for your whole life or $2 million a year for your whole life? No, no, no. $2 million for your life, not per year total. Okay. Um, and I mean, the number, I guess you could say is irrelevant at this point, but the point of it was these guy, this guy was calling in and he was saying, we should just put a cap on how much people can make and that will narrow the wage gap. And the hosts were like, but how are you going to stop people from making more money? How can you say, no, you're not allowed to make any more money? You know, because that wouldn't be fair. If I want to make more money and there's more money to be made, I'm going to do it if I want to do it. Absolutely. You know, so this guy that called in about like capping off wages at a certain point, he just sounded like a buffoon at the end of his call. And I kind of felt bad for the guy because he, you could tell in his voice, he realized, oh shit, this is coming out. Not at all how I meant it to come out. But um, the whole idea of just putting a cap on things to narrow the wage gap, it, it I mean, it could, it works on paper. But, well, let me, let me rephrase. It may work on paper, but you can't stop somebody from making more money if they want to make more money and there's money to be made. You can't tell me, no, you're not allowed to do that anymore. That's not a, that's not the American way. Right. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't see the connection to what I, how does that connect to what I'm saying? (laughs) You were talking about just how much money we can make and how, you know, how, what, the seventy five thousand a year right. is what is what uh, we need to live. So I was just saying it just relates to how this guy was calling in about we should put a cap on what we can make over our life completely. That's all. Well, that sounds like a disagreement with what I'm saying. How so? Because I'm saying you don't need money, and you're saying you should be able to get money. Oh no, I, I'm saying you should be able to get it. Yeah, but and I that agree. doesn't. Yeah, see, yeah, we do agree that if you can get it and you want to get it, you should be allowed to get it. Nobody should be able to tell you not to get it. Uh-huh. I'm not saying you need to get right. it, but if you want to get it, you there should well, be no yeah. reason and that I, I can't. And some of the, I mean, certainly some of the happiest people are are maybe not one percenters. But uh, some of the happiest people are are happy because they are doing things that cost money. They're going, but the they're they're not happy because of the dollar amount. They're happy because of the experience. Mm-hmm. They're happy because yes, they had to spend how many thousands of dollars to go to Hawaii for a month and and do this and whatever. It's not because they had the money to do it. It's because they used the money and did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that that 
it seems again it seems so simple but again it seems so lost on on not just a lot of people individually but the generality of society, the, the the values that we seem to hold, like I said before, when we we're talking about like bragging, like oh I got three jobs, oh I've been up since six, oh I worked, blah, blah, blah. I worked ninety hours this week. Like, why is that something to brag about? Like, mm-hmm. you're stupid. Then you're doing it wrong. There's no reason to work ninety hours a week. No reason ever. No, I will not do that. <laughs> hey, I did do it. I did do it this summer, and I probably will be doing it again this summer. But you know what? At the but end you're of not the week, bragging about it, yeah, as exactly. if as if doing that is it has inherent value. That's exactly where I was going with yeah. that. When it gets to the end of the week, and I see the paycheck, and it's just like fucking a snoogans, like that, and, and that's it. It's just like yeah. all right, now and I get so to have me, a great fucking weekend. And so yeah, and so let me clarify: I'm not at all putting down making money. the idea yeah. of capitalism or or consumerism or enjoying material goods or any of that i think that exactly if you can make more than 2 million dollars go fucking make your paper boo boo do your fucking <laughs> thing hell yeah you know like some of our i mean think about the people that we look up to think about the people that we uh uh see as role models mm-hmm. uh people like your Joe Rogans, your Sam Harris's, your your uh, Richard Dog. These people probably are multimillionaires. Oh, I'm sure, but they're not happy. And they're happy people, but they're not happy because they're multimillionaires. They're probably multimillionaires because of their happiness, because they found happiness, because they found a passion, because they found a way to monetize something that they love to do. I and not the that. other way around. I envy that. I really do. And I, I don't. I. I. I hope that envy doesn't need to stay in place long because I think that mm-hmm. we're doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. I and I think maybe we won't be millionaires necessarily, but we will be of the echelon of people who. Like Joe Rogan talks about it all the time, and he puts it so eloquently, and he he talks about it quite. Not, uh, oh, I already know. Yeah, where you're quite going. regularly. I already about know where you're the, going. the first time he got a, a check, the size that he knew he didn't have to worry. Ugh. It's not about having a certain amount. It's about the lack of worry. That's just sounds the so amount of time like... and energy we spend worrying about paying our rent, paying our bills, paying insurance, paying for your phone bill, paying all these things, and thus worrying about keeping your job, worrying about what's going on at work, worrying about what your bosses think, worrying about kissing ass, desperately grasping on to these these short social uh, explosions for lack of a better word, uh, because you're so oppressed in your own way and you're so miserable at your job. That is is exactly what you want to stay away from. You, you just want enough money that you don't have to do that. If you have enough money that you don't have to do that and you still put yourself through the, the, the stress and the, the, the misery... Of of working like that, and again, I'm not saying that if you love what you do and you work hard and you like working hard and all that stuff, do go go do that shit, mm-hmm. go do that shit. But when we're talking about people who are not enjoying it, yeah, if you're not enjoying it and you're still doing it, 
then then don't. Just don't. Yeah. Not because capitalism is bad. Not because money is bad. Not because it's bad to be rich. Not for any of those reasons. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is there's more to life than the number in your bank account. And if it's under $75,000 for the year, then okay, do we got to do to make your money so that you can live the life uh, 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 or, or closer to the life you want to live? So that you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from, mm. you know? I might have to worry about how I'm going to make rent or how I'm going to make, you know, my ins- my insurance payment or whatever mm. it may be. But I'm not worried about where my next meal comes from. Yeah. I'm not worried about whether it's going to rain because I'm going to, you know, freeze to death because I have a place to shield me from that. I know that I can, uh, I, I can, you know, I'm, I'm a small fucking dude and I get cold easily. I am not worried about putting the heat up a little, ex- uh, a little higher than, than probably most people during the winter because I can afford that because I work for that. But those are the things I enjoy. Not being cold. Mm-hmm. Not being out in the rain. Mm-hmm. Not being hungry. Mm-hmm. And that's may, all I need my money for. They may seem very, um, I guess, universal, those things, but that doesn't make it any, uh, that doesn't discredit it one bit. Not at all. Because that's basically exactly what I was saying before. Like, I work my ass off and everything, and it may only be to, only be to put a roof over my head, put food in my mouth. You know, pay for cable, pay for internet, the necessities. But you know what? Those are the things that, like you just said, those are the things that make me happy. So therefore, I will continue to work like I do to uh, to continue to make myself happy with these simple, might I say, universal things. Right. And um, as uh, same Tony as we mentioned from the last segment... um, uh, just mentioned, uh, he said, like Einstein said, insanity is doing the doing something over and over, expecting, expecting the same results. Well, I, I I think it's doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Is mm-hmm. the definition of insanity, and uh, yeah, it, it, it applies to this that if you you are seeking happiness, you're seeking contentment in your life, and you're doing it through money. You gain that money, and you don't feel the happiness, and you so you continue to to strive for a greater amount of money, and then you get more money, and you you're not happy. But yet you continue to strive for a higher amount of money than you have, and you're not happy. That's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting different results. Mm-hmm. Seeking money will not bring you happiness. It just will not. It's one of the most cliche things ever. But it, 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 it's actually it, very stressful to seek money. Yeah. <laughs> and then you turn into fucking... Then you turn into a fuck like Trump. Yeah. You turn into some person who's running for president because they just don't fucking have anything else to do. And I guarantee you, he's not fucking happy. Nope. He's the he's he's won at everything you could win at. <laughs> and he's still probably like, all right, how do I? What, what's what else next? could I do? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's like, bro, just chill, enjoy it. You everything you fucking have is made of gold. Your wife is hot as fuck. That's why I'm worried he's gonna try to take over the world. Because what's next? He already is trying to take over the world. But... Yeah, that's why I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
what do we got? We're right, okay. We got. Let's let's stretch. Let's uh, go a few more minutes. We got to start getting ready for uh, for yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah, baby. But uh, real quick, we'll do some housekeeping. Um, did know we did mention this uh, in the earlier segment. Uh, it was supposed to come out. Our Amazon but page, <laughs> but pocket. Our Amazon it. page is live, so please Wee. hit up allreally.com/amazon and go buy some stuff that you would already buy. But let us get a cut. Yeah, <laughs> cut us in, son. Exactly. <laughs> and if you are really uh, down for the cause, you can go to patreon.com/allreallypodcast and you can donate directly to us. Um, like I said, we'll the, work for it. Don't get it twisted. It's, 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 it's peace work. Like I know. said, the whole reason I took this job with the green turtle is when we move out of this apartment and we get ourselves a fucking house, I am making a studio. I am, we're going to have microphones. We're going to have four microphones, four cameras. It's going to be one for oh, me, man. one for you, one for the guests, one Ugh. large shot. We're going to have four microphones, one for me, one for you, one for the guests. And we might have an extra guest sometimes. Hashtag bring back the pod. <laughs> and that's 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 our new GoFundMe. That's hashtag. that's the well. yeah. That's the goal. That's the goal. And and that's why we're working. So as we sit here and and bash, uh, uh, seeking money for money's sake, we are seeking money, but not for money's sake. We're seeking money for a greater purpose. Great distinction, my dear boy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Say materialism is a hollow, hollow thing. Oh, I'm gonna bring this. Yeah, materialism well. is a is a hollow thing produced by modern society to make you a shit brain thinker. Hmm. You just hit a gold mine in my well. I'm glad, Tony. More Trump up. is trying to gain more success through respect because his life is hollow with money. I agree, and he wishes us the best. Well, thank you, Tony. Thanks, dude. What it boils down to. Pay attention to the to things that are going on in the world. Stay vigilant. Be on top of uh, of the political climate. It's mm-hmm. important. It is important. But you don't have to give up the essence of your life in, in to to know every detail about what's going on in Washington. What every detail about what. Trump is doing and who he talks to and know everything about them and every company that owns every company and who's doing this and what and you know we have the, this whole fake news thing and and that's unfortunate but if you're a smart person you can figure out what's going on I don't think that's going to be a lasting threat mm-hmm. because it's just going to get more and more ridiculous and then it's just going to fizzle out. I don't. Th- I, it just doesn't. I, I mean, people who are journalists take journalism seriously. People who are in politics take journalism seriously. People who are in the public eye take journalism seriously. People around the world, d- d- diplomats around the world, take all this journalism. Seriously. A lot of people take real journalism seriously, and and I think it's a product of. Uh, the odd political climate that Trump has brought along. Brung. <laughs> wow. Just made me cackle. <laughs> See, that's going to be edited out for when we release the episode, Tony. Usa, go ahead. I think it's a product that of something that Trump brung... Wow! <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, behind the scenes, baby. <laughs> All right. Take three. From the top. <laughs> I think it's a product of the political climate that Trump brought with him in his uh, unique style of politics, as well as the emergence of the internet and and uh, kind of the way that Obama first brought mainstream politics to social media and uh, Trump has kind of turned that on its head. (laughs) So I, I, I don't think it's a lasting phenomenon and I think people who are worried about it probably were never really into current events in general because it, that that was always a that was always a th- journalism is has always been about <clears throat> credibility like the idea of fake news is like that's just a buzzword like yeah, like totally. news that doesn't have credibility has always been a thing oh absolutely and 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 worrying about the credibility of any article or news source has always been a, a prominent thing in journalism. So this idea of fake news, like it's going to take over, we've always had that kind of shit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, again... Uh, I mean, yeah, dude, just... Stay skeptical. Yeah. Read about things in a lot of different sources from a lot of different viewpoints. Read yeah. uh, conservative news. Read liberal news. Read what's supposed to be centrist news. Mm-hmm. Read... The onion, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and don't believe any of it until you question it. And even, st- and even then, you don't have to. That's the first takeaway. Then the other takeaway is, while you're not bugging out about politics, spend that time immersing yourself in something, anything. Anything. Something that you love. And um, you, 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 it'll, it'll be fine. You'll make the money you need to make. You'll you'll do what you need to do. Your family will you'll you'll find a family that in that uh, respects that. Again, if you're with somebody who's with you just for the money, then you're doing that wrong too. Yeah. So. Been there. Don't do that. I speak. For, oh God, I could go off on that. Don't do. Oh, that. Oh please. Oh please. No 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 no. That's no, I don't know what you're episode. talking about. So. Oh dude. You, yeah you. My no, last. My no, last. No, no, uh, no, 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 you gotta get a little bit. Of, you can be vague. But, all right. Well, my my biggest ex, I call her because we were probably gonna end up married had shit not gone down how it did. Um. She was all in it for the money. I was never making enough money for her. It was always, oh, when are you going to get a full-time job? When are you going to do this and get make more money? When are you going to do that so you can make more money? When are we going to get our own place, this and that? It was never, ever enough. And that was fucking miserable. And oh. I don't know why, oh, so looking back on it, I don't know why I endured that bullshit. So she's in it for the idea. I thought you were... I. I didn't know where you're going with this. I thought you were going to say some shit like you. There was a time when you had mad money and you spoiled some bitch in the beginning to try to get her attention or some shit. And No, it was more... I mean, <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. That's I mean, why I was like, whoa, I need some clarification here. No, considering the situation and how I ended up spending my money, it definitely... I had more money at the beginning of the relationship than I did at the end of the relationship. Yeah, because of some decisions I made. And she was just, that's all that fucking mattered was, when are you going to get a job that's full-time? When are you going to get something more permanent? When are you going to get something that makes more money? And 
again, looking back on it now, I'm just like, like why how the about you fuck fucking... did I put up with that? Why yeah. did I put up with that bullshit? It's like, how about you worry you? about the reasons that I'm not in a place... Help me! To, yeah, to, Help to, to, me! To, to, to Stop belittling me and demeaning me. Like, it just made me feel worse. And she will never fucking understand how much of the biggest trigger she was. She was the biggest fucking trigger, and she will never understand that. Miss fucking... I'm a... Mm, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> That's something I I realized from from one mm. of my uh, well, probably my most serious relationship that after it ended, there was a long time where I wanted. Uh, I mean, like me and her are still cool, but like I Lucky always <laughs> I always wanted um, the validation that like I was. Uh, you know, a good boyfriend, mm-hmm. that, whatever, mm-hmm. I never, you know, like, Absolutely. whatever, just, Absolutely. just, just some recognition, and, you know, like, fuck, man, you're not gonna find mother- many motherfuckers like me out there, I don't know who the fuck you think you, you, you are, or, or, or what you're looking for, but you ain't gonna find motherfuckers like me, I'm, I'm one of a kind, you were lucky to be with me. And and just because you're hot, you could get mad at people. But you, she was still lucky to be with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, she's in a relationship now, and if she's happy, I'm I'm completely fine with that. I'm you know I'm good good for her. I want her to be happy. But I always mm-hmm. I, you know way before this relationship that she's in now ever happened. Um, I I just wanted that so bad, and I eventually had to come to a point where it was like dude you're this is why you broke up this Mm. is why you broke up because Mm. she doesn't get it she's never going to give you that satisfaction she's never going to understand that what you value in yourself and are offering she's never going to value that as much as you think it should be valued (sighs) it's an unfortunate truth yeah, and it was it's one of the roughest things to go through and I I think it's probably something that man and woman in between <laughs> both whatever neither <laughs> I think it's something everybody goes through um and uh especially when you're younger because I think uh, when you get to and yeah, when you well I don't know. I I think it has to do with maybe not so much age but but rather successive relationships if you're 30 years old you've never been in a serious relationship you that's still coming yeah but in yeah, terms of uh, in yeah. terms of romantic age quote unquote shall we say like Michelle. like you it, it, that happens earlier because you you realize once you've been through it that if somebody doesn't appreciate you for you if somebody isn't down for the cause. If somebody isn't ride or die, however the fuck you want to put it. She likes made for me. <laughs> <laughs> however you want to put it, if it's not like that, then you'll realize it because of the time that you didn't realize it. Yep. You stayed there and you yep. begged and begged and begged for it and didn't get it, and yep. then spent months afterwards still trying to get it, and it never you never got that satisfaction of being like, you know what? I fucking appreciate that you think this way that you say this that you do that that you whatever it it, it, it it's just not going to come from the wrong person and if you're with the wrong person it's never going to come it's never going to it's never going to click it's never going to whatever do whatever what it needs to do yeah. for you and um and that's you know that's why I've been fucking single for so long is that Bird. I 
I, I'm not, I'm not down to fucking just like give away my time, Word. give away my efforts. Word. Like I'm not gonna fucking do shit for you if I don't give a fuck about you, and I'm not gonna give a fuck about you unless you give a fuck about me, unless you care about. You don't have to care about what I care about, but you have to care about that I care about what there I care about. Yep. And again, this brings me back to my boy Akon. It was the fucking best, you know, that was the best Shit. girlfriend I ever had. My fucking boy. No, no homo. But not that there's anything wrong with that. But, but seriously though, like there was shit that that like like music events and and things like that. We would go. To, he would come with me and and go to to things that I was into that he didn't really care about. Just because he was my boy. He was into the fact that I was into it. And he could enjoy himself being with one of his boys enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the that's the kind of people you want to fuck with. Fuck yeah. That's the kind of people fuck you want to fuck with. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, before me and you started chilling, I couldn't find anybody to go to shows with. Because none of my friends were into that shit. And it's like, dude, just like, let's just go. Let's Do you just not go. Like music? <laughs> yeah. Even the 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 ABR show February mm -hmm. 11. Mm -hmm. I sent out to a bunch of different people. Oh yeah. I was like, "Yo, let's just go. It is it'll be a good time. We'll hang out." It's We're not, not about going to see the band necessarily. Oh, I'm not into them. That's not the point, yo. Just come fucking hang out and let's all have a fucking good time together. It was like, "You know, it's simple. like meanwhile, you guys go fucking hang out at this person's house and, you know, mm -hmm. have a grand old time. Mm -hmm. Don't invite me. That's cool." But I'm trying to fucking go out and do something. Fucking be a part of something. Go and find a crowd of people that are there also to enjoy themselves with their friends. It's and and no. Nah. 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 Nope. nope. Not for me. It's ridiculous. And as you get older, you find that it's uh, the less group dynamics and and popularity are a factor. The more you find that people just aren't down to fucking do the shit you want to do, mm -hmm. unless they specifically want to do it, selfish. I don't know. It sucks because I'm a, like, dude. Me and Akon used to like it. We would be chilling, sitting around doing nothing, and I'd be like, "Yo, I gotta go to Target. You want to come?" And he'd be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, let's go!" And we would make a little adventure out of it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Why? Because we just fucking enjoyed being around each other, and I mean, yeah, it's easier when with your with one of your boys because it's just your dude, it's just your friend, and there's no like f like romantic feelings involved. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I am I'm a romantic. I'm an I'm old fashioned. I believe that there's a, a way to achieve that in a romantic context with a. I mean, if you're straight, obviously, like. I am. <laughs> There's a way to achieve that in a, in a romantic context with a chick. You can get to that place. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be this. Uh, you know, as as Tony's saying, marriage has cursed many people in this uh, in, in this world, and and it's true because they go into these relationships with the wrong dynamics, not looking to to find that companionate love, not trying to find that partner. For God knows what other reason. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. We're both getting so vehement right now. Just so just steamed. Fucking bitches, dude. Fucking yeah, bitches. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
Pretty much. No, I, I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a romantic. I'm, uh, uh, in that way, I'm an optimist. I don't know. I feel like it's not that hard for a chick to fucking fall in love with me. You know? I mean, like, Am I, I that can, bad of a dude? <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I could be eccentric. I'm eccentric, but I, the my awareness of my eccentricities. Eccentricism? Eccentricism? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. My awareness of the fact that I'm eccentric... There we go. (laughs) You know, would work towards that factor of being eccentric. (laughs) uh, Leads to something that bothers that person, I'm aware of it. And I can be like, okay, I'm not going to talk about religion in front of me. I'm not going to, you know, whatever whatever it is. I I can adapt, but... I care about people. When it comes to emotional intelligence, I have a very high emotional IQ. I don't know. I just feel like it's... I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. And it's, I think part of it is this whole new age Tinder culture. Mm. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just really not one for casual relationships. Not going to kick a girl out of bed. Right. But... <laughs> but it's not like... I mean, it's not what I'm looking for. I'm not gonna get out of bed to bring one in. Ah, you know what I mean? Touche, like, touche. Fucking, I got Netflix and then fucking blunts right here. That's all I need. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Netflix and blunts. Oh, I guess that's the name of it. That could be. That could be the winner. That could be the winner. All right, I think we're. I think we're. We're getting off the rails here. We've yeah. been going for a while. You guys listened to a quick snippet already. Uh, and you stuck around for the second half, so we appreciate that. Second so again, day. I just want to remind you guys, please, please, please check out the Amazon store. We're always adding new things. Allreally.com is our website, so you can check everything out we have there. Uh, it'll lead you to social media as well, but specifically the Amazon store is allreally.com slash Amazon. If you're really down for the cause, uh, you can go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T, R-E-O-N dot com, patreon.com slash podcast and donate to us directly. Uh, if you want to throw out some money but you don't think that we're good enough for it, you can go to GoFundMe slash podcast mm-hmm. and donate to the uh, Believe Nothing Foundation, which is currently raising money for the Richard Dawkins Foundation for uh, Reason and Science, which is recently... Uh, merged with the Center for Inquiry. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, so, uh, put up some money. Put up some money for something. Whether it's for us or it's for other people or just for yourself and us through Amazon. You know, uh, I mean, this is what we got to do is put money... In, your dollar is bigger and stronger than a vote in a, in a, in a voting booth. You, you, money runs the world and what you spend your money on ends up having influence on the world. And if you think that we would be a good influence on society, a good influence on the world, then put some money towards something that we put can... Put your money where our mouths are. <laughs> yeah, either that we can use or that gives us some credibility with a bigger organization yeah. like R- Richard Dawkins. You know, I'm cool with that too. I, I, I would rather you donate to the Believe Nothing Foundation and not give us money than... Not don't well obviously, but I mean I I would rather okay I'd rather you donate five hundred dollars to the Richard Dawkins Foundation than donate ten cents to us. Agreed. Let, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can donate five hundred dollars, I'm sure you could donate ten cents to us as well. <laughs> Throw us a bone. But that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> 
So next episode, we will be talking again with our good friend, Andrew Bourne. We'll see what he's thinking uh, about all this Trump stuff as a Trump lover, as a Trumpian, a trumpet, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And we'll hopefully, this, hopefully my job's going well, hopefully you stay on, and in the, let's say, next six months to a year, we should have a full studio video podcast. Can't fucking wait. That, uh, that's the goal. That's what we're working for. Yep. If you, What are you working for? If you can't answer that, find a different job. And with that, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen. We will see you on Valentine's Day. Yes. With our friend Andrew Bourne for the Trump Trilogy Closer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for those of you who, are, uh, who have tuned in live. Uh, thank you for those of you who... Fucking do anything to support us, to share our profile. That's another big thing. Tell your friends, Yeah, though. fuck money. We don't need money right now as bad as we need people to fucking pay attention. Yes. So, just share this with one person who you think would be down. Just tell share. one person, yo, check these dudes out. Just and ask them person. to tell one person. That's all you gotta just do. Just be like, yo, check this out and tell one person. That's all you gotta do. Yep. You see we're live on Instagram? One person. Come check it out. Say hello. One Say, yo, person, what's up? Yo. You see something that we post that you don't like? Say something. We'll talk with you. Yep. We'll we'll engage. We'll do it. And with that, guys, thank you again so much. Twenty episodes in the fucking book. Fuck yeah! Give me snooks. Snooks. <laughs> Twenty episodes in the book, and plenty more to come, guys. Thank you so much for getting us this far, and uh, I can promise you that we're only gonna get better. It's only getting started. And with that, we will see you next time. Believe nothing. Sex.